Wavery 64, really? The music's great. <laughs> that's your that's your that's your 11th. <laughs> Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of Ongaku to You. This is the podcast for the week of February 16th. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Kyoryu Hunter. Hi. And Timbertaff. Hello. Who are you people, and why are you here? Who should start? Go, Timber. Hi. I'm Timber Taft. I have a, uh, a Twitch channel, and I also have a YouTube channel. And those are perhaps some of the reasons why I am here. But also, uh, we I was promised that there's going to be video game music here. And I'm a fan of video game music. I do video music covers sometimes on the YouTube.com slash Timber Taft. Video game music covers, in, in fact. <laughs> uh, so yeah, where is it, Ken? Where's it hiding? <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. And who are you, Koryu Hunter? Koryu Hunter. My name is Koryu Hunter, but you can you guys just call me Lou for to make it easy. But I've been on um, I've been on this a couple times before. How was it two or three times? Yeah, this will be your third time. This is the third time. So I've been on it three times as of right now. Um, I am a Twitch streamer on Twitch, and I also have a YouTube and a Twitter account. I like have a bunch of different things, but I'm mainly a horror streamer on Twitch throughout the week, and I play things like Resident Evil, Silent Hill, and Resident Evil usually. Um, sometimes I break out of that and play Silent Hill though. Spooky. Yeah, I'm also dinosaur themed too, so none of it really none of it makes any sense. <laughs> sometimes he <laughs> plays Lego Jurassic Park, and it's like a horror game. Sometimes I play it one time, and then my moderator tells me to play it constantly, even though it's been <laughs> seven months since I played it. <laughs> <laughs> when are you gonna finish Star Fox? Star Fox what? Star Star Fox Adventures. That's done. <laughs> Play it again. It's in it's in the states. I've already, I've played it. You were you were never there. there. No, I was That's there. That's why you that. were demoted. I wasn't demoted. Was I demoted? Oh no, you were demoted. <laughs> <laughs> when I, once you told me that you never go to my my Discord, I'm like you're demoted now. <laughs> You are now a VIP. You are now a VIP, a very important no. plesiosaur. No, you still have yeah. all the same rights and like access as a moderator, though. <laughs> don't tell my don't tell my moderators that. Oh no! It's not like they listen to the podcast, right? Yeah, there'll just be a big coup d'état where all of a sudden all of your mods have been unmodded. I'm just like, it wasn't me. I'm not a VIP. How could I possibly have that power? <laughs> no, my, my artist has has like mod powers just so she can call up my puns. Like she's not she has no other mod powers outside of that. But yeah, if you guys do pay attention to the podcast, you would know that these two are our affiliates. And Kyo is a very good friend of mine and Luna and Grace. So all three of you and all is three of the normal people. All three of you. The three of the normal people. And is our living mailbox for Luna, pretty much. I'm currently a living uh, you store it, though, because I haven't been mailing or, or receiving anything for a while. 
It's it's okay. It's not like she listens to the podcast. <laughs> I, I kind of wish that this was a podcast with a visual of like how people have like conferences of Skype, and then Kyo's image every time he talks is just a mailbox. Just like opens the flap every time I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's Kyo. You hunter the mailbox. Uh, the mailbox. Mail time. But yeah. <laughs> like I m- mentioned before, this is a very special podcast. I don't Podcasts. know where my lips were there. Podcast. And we are talking about video game soundtracks and pretty much our top 10 or top 5. We are going to talk more about that later on, but this is a merger between this podcast and the other podcast I'm a part of, Podosaurus. If you guys don't know what that is, that is the gaming podcast that I'm a part of. Where I usually just stay silent because y'all just talk about Resident Evil all the time. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I promise you, I have Resident Evil on my list today, but we're not going to talk about it that long. Because as much as I love the music in the series, it's not a lot for me to talk about. Right. I did just finish <laughs> playing Resident Evil 2 Remake, though, so we could definitely talk about that for a while. <laughs> we, we, let's kidding. save that for Potosaurus. Yes. Because um, <laughs> Ken's actually played that one. Yeah, we'll just talk yes, about we'll just talk the entire time about Zelda instead. I know you like it when we do that. Oh yeah, I like Zelda. <laughs> I like Zelda. It's just as bad sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, you know, let's kind of dive into our list here. So we have a top ten, but for the sake of time, we're just only gonna briefly mention our uh, ten to six. So Timber, why don't you go first? And kind of just talk about your top ten. Okay. Um, so just kind of going through, uh, since since this is kind of the, the, I guess, the speed run of uh, the tale of the list. Um, in my tenth place, I do have Bastion. I really enjoyed the game Bastion, even if not everybody thinks it was a good game. Um, it was okay. for, the mo- for the most part, I thought it was a good experience. There were some really good vocal tracks in it, and it also had um, one of my favorite songs, Spike on a Rail, in there where it just it had a really beautiful guitar lick in it that really got you pumped up for the rest of the level. I know that that's just a minor thing, but I felt like the, uh, the instrumentation and everything just really fit the vibe of that game very well. kind of felt like a cowboy theme, but the game... It's like a trippy cowboy game. I don't know. Um, number nine is Super Mario 64. I know that that is shockingly low for a Mario game. I thought that it's a very... I thought it's a very good soundtrack. It is one that stuck with me, but when I think about like emotional impact, it's hard for me to categorize this much higher than this. Just because everything in that game is so dang happy, it never Mario's never sad. There's never like a sad song in those games. At best, you get somber, like you get the mm. the water level where it's like that's or even like the boo level. Cutesy. Yeah, like it's never really sad. So not not that that's a bad thing. It's good to have happy music and have a happy game, but I feel like it's lacks some of the emotional depth of things later in the list. Um, number eight is Undertale, also shockingly low. Kind of the same reasons. Very though. shockingly low. Very shockingly <laughs> like, low. I lo- this this dude here does vocal covers. You did didn't you do vocal I did, covers? I did of do it? vocal. I did do vocal covers of it. The thing and is, one I, of those guys. Well, there's, I mean, there, we could we could get into the details of like how one chooses what they do and do not do on YouTube, and part of it is very much at the mercy of the algorithm. So when Undertale was relevant, I did covers of Undertale because it was good music, and it was relevant, uh, unlike some things on this list. But nevertheless, 
I did really enjoy the soundtrack. I thought, you know, Megalovania was a very good song, even if it is overplayed. I think that they're from that game. Undertale? Yeah, it's not from there. It's from Homestuck. It's... No, it's not from Homestuck. It's from his... He he originally made it for his uh, right, right. ROM hack. He had he a ROM hack of, like, Mother where he made a version of the song, but the version... Right, well, it's, Mag- it's not an original song to Undertale, I mean, though. Like, it, that's not the first time I was in there. It was, like, the third time that he had used it. Right. I, I still feel like the most recent version was probably the best iteration, though. Actually, I actually the other made versions the of it. They're they're a little they're they're tweaked instrumentally. It's it's definitely not like straight up the same song. I mean, I do agree um, with your placement of having it on your list. I that was one of those games that I did enjoy for the music, and that's it. Well, except for the right. dogs. The dogs are really good. Like it had a <laughs> phenomenal soundtrack, but it was not one that I'd put in mine. Yeah, I th- I think the music was really good, and I felt like it complemented what happened in the game very well, especially when he started getting the morphing in. Uh, uh, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Uh, <laughs> number seven is uh, Red Alert 2, Yuri's Revenge. If you played PC games, you know what I'm talking about. This is the series that had, like, Hell's March and stuff. Yuri's Revenge, specifically, I chose because it had Hellmarch as well as all of the trademarks of a Red Alert kind of rock and roll RTS game with this um, extra layer of Yuri's theme, which adds this sinister element, plus it, it introduced that third faction of the game that felt powerful and the music helped you kind of visualize that power and also feel really freaking good when you tore them apart when you when you have that that like victory theme playing in the background and everything's just blowing up i don't know it's probably like the manliest game that i have on this list in terms of music and content but um i just enjoyed that soundtrack it's very good um Number six is uh, Warcraft 2. This is another RTS game. Can you tell that I played a lot of RTS games when I was younger? And for some reason, they all had shockingly good soundtracks. It's like they knew. They were like, we're not going to get people to play this if the music isn't good. Like, people aren't going to want to play this game without good music. So It also is War- like um, pretty typical of PC games at the time because they could do a lot more with their soundtracks, whereas like consoles were limited to... Uh, 8-bit, 16-bit, mostly, like, MIDI-sounding music, PC games could use, like, you know, the CDs, or even just more, they could have more storage, because you install the game instead of, like, using either a single cartridge, a single disc, a single whatever to play it. So they could actually do a whole lot more with the music, and they seem to have a bit bigger budgets for them sometimes, or at least they just had more competent... Oh, they could record, like, actual... Yeah, they could... Like, they, um, they had the... Like, there was a versatility of software available to them that was directly integrated into those environments. So they could actually do things like they could use tools that were designed for making music and then just strip that and throw it into the game because they didn't, they didn't have to like change the compatibility of audio to fit on devices or certain, um, certain cartridges. I think that was one of the biggest things that, that, um, uh, Grant Kirkhope, who somehow didn't make it on my list, but he, he makes good music too. Um, mentioned multiple times was that he had to figure out how to like he could only use so many instruments because if he added one more layer of instrumentation in that era it would take too much space and they simply Mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to make the game the way that it was like they needed every ounce of space for those songs um but warcraft 2 is another one that i had on the list 
Um, and mostly because, like, the human and orc themes were both very good, but I especially liked the orc ones just because it was the first time where I was introduced to composers who made... They, they made music that sounded like it could have been made by a truly competent, like, Baroque or classical composer, right? Like, it sounds like Bach, but it's made by someone who has no business writing that song. You know, like, there's just all of a sudden a big harpsichord solo with the, these really intricate, like, layered scales running over each other, descending and, and ascending with major crescendos. And you're just like, what am I... How, how is this in this game? This game is not deserving of this music. <laughs> Almost. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a it was a really surprisingly good soundtrack for what it was. Um, I also have one honorable mention that I'm just going to toss in there, which is Miss 3. I really like the opening theme of it. The rest of the songs in the game are good but atmospheric, but the opening theme where it like has this big booming chorus of people singing some fake language that only exists in the game, it uh, it was very powerful. I remember it sent, sent shivers down my spine to hear it. That's kind of one of those things with the games that use atmospheric music, because it's really hard to like pinpoint a single track. You can kind of say an area or something, but, like, it doesn't have, like, the same, like, for example, comparing, like, a game like Resident Evil 2 to its remake, the remake uses ambient music, so, like, I can tell you the sound design and music was really good, but I couldn't tell you a single song in the game, because I don't know where they were. Right, Because yeah. it's just all, like, meshed together, like, to make that environment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, let's, yeah, like, talking about Breath of the Wild is a good example, too, where that would happen a lot. It's all blended together atmospherically, and what ties it together is that there's some kind of underlying theme that you can kind of hear trailing through these atmospheric pieces, but for the most part, you wouldn't really know where it starts and ends, other mm -hmm. than just like, oh, I'm clearly in Zora's domain, so it's the Zora's theme, kind of, or I'm clearly in the Goron area, so there's a lot of drums, you know, just this theming thing happening. And, yes, uh, sir. Was it, were we doing all the way up to uh, number five? Just, no, no, no. Um, okay. Bottom five. So, uh, Kill, why don't you go and you talk about your bottom five first? All right. Um, so my list in general has a lot of things from or, or things I wanted to include as well. Um, my list was going to have a ton of old music games that I used to play, like from high school. I was obsessed with music games, like not like necessarily Rock Band, Guitar Hero. I love those, but. I was obsessed for a long time with a series called Ols Tatakai Oendan, which I didn't put on the list because it's all covers of things, but I was obsessed with that type of Japanese-style like rhythm game. A lot of them made by um, Innis, actually. Um, one like, not in any particular order, but just my bottom five includes, um, like, uh, I don't know, are you guys like familiar with Rhythm Heaven at all? Yeah. Yes. I Rhythm Heaven's another one of those games where, like, the music is actually, each stage is, has its own music, but it's not, like, necessarily a specific song. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I'm not even super familiar with the series, but I've loved what I've played of it. The Mega Mix version on 3DS has, like, the entire soundtrack of the whole series on it. I just know that there's one uh, that's, like, called, like, For the Fans, or, like, Fangirls or oh, something, the... and... Where oh, it's the, just like the, 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 the pop singer the with the monkeys. No, I'm thinking of the oh, one with that the monkeys. one. Yeah, that was really. You I don't actually, know. Uh, you actually did like a live or part of a live action version of that at a at a I, convention. I, I was, I was. So I'm a little biased, but I do like the music from from Rhythm Heaven, especially because you're it, it's it's participant um, 
instrumentation, right? Like, it's like you are the song. You're making the the beat patterns happen. So, in a way, the song can suck a lot if you're not good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it does, no, de- I- like, depending on how well you do, it changes the song. Like, that's kind of how Olandon was, because, like, the song didn't change, but, like, if it noticed you were doing poorly, the patterns could change. So, like, the taps, like, the the audio, uh, what are words? I'm forgetting English again. I've lived in Japan for way too long. <laughs> but, like, the response, like, when you tap on something, the way you'd, like, it, w- it would mesh in with the song would change, depending on how well or poorly you were doing. Yeah, but that was, like, ta- that's pretty, I think, that's like, pretty typical for Ennis games. Yeah, like the, the, the response, the audio response, that's the word I wanted, that's a word that's in English, and I forgot it. I think it's also a word <laughs> in Japanese, in, in katakana, and I forgot it. Oh, God, I can't wait to move home. <laughs> <laughs> then you can but not like another... know English here. Yep, I can't wait to have to relearn my native tongue. It's going to be fun. <laughs> another game, like, music-wise on my list, which was not actually not made by Innis, but another music developer that I really like is um, Q Entertainment. They made Luminous and they also made Meteos. And then recently, um, the same director, I don't know if it's the same company, they made Tetris Effect. And it's been really hard to choose just one of those, so I went with Luminous. But like how all them, all the games are, there is music playing in the background, and they're all puzzle games. So how you interact, or how you interact with the game, how well you do, it changes. So like if you rotate a block, you get a certain sound effect. If you drop the block slowly or quickly, it changes what it is. So you can kind of make the like each time you play, it's different because the the blocks are randomized, the the parts are randomized that you have. So the song's always different, and it if you t- turn off the sound effects, it just completely changes the feeling of those games. Like um, Luminous even recently has had a remastered version that came out with almost all the original songs in it, and like they even made it more obvious how important it is that your input affects the music. And they even did the thing that they did with Rez. Oh yeah, Rez was another one made by that company as well. They're really good at this type of uh, <laughs> this type of like game design, where um, not only do you have the audio feedback in re- in response from how you're playing, uh, there's also a tactile feedback in the um, the Joy Cons, at least the Switch version, because it's HD Rumble. So how well you do, how the music's playing, the beat goes into your hands. If you have other controllers just turned on but not there, the controllers will vibrate in sync with the music. And then some of them will like react to how you're moving the blocks and everything as well. So those have always stood out. High school me was obsessed with Luminous and Meteos and Owen Don. So like I couldn't not have them on here. Moving past those types of games though, um, I, we did talk about briefly a few minutes ago. Resident Evil 2 is probably my favorite Resident Evil soundtrack, although it's really hard to pick on that series. But the original game had music. Each area had its own song. Sometimes each individual hallway had a different song. So you had this feeling throughout all of it of like kind of like a dread, a somber feeling. And then like other ones, if um, one enemy would pop in, the music would spike and change to be more frantic. So like the whole feeling of the game, you still have this, some areas you feel the calm, like if you're in a safe room, the music is soothing and calm, but still has like a hint of something's not right in it. Uh, The save themes throughout Resident Evil series in general have been very... um, like are like usually fairly stand out. I don't know. You guys I know don't have as big or as much of a what do you call it? Um experience with the series as I do, but what was your guys' favorite uh 
save theme from the Resident Evil games you've played? Uh, I think, I mean, it's kind of a boring answer, but Resident Evil 4 has always stuck out to me. Just because Resident Evil 4 is very good. It's very good, no. and it, 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 something about it also just fit very well with its own, like, sound effects. Like, I could almost hear mm-hmm. the chimes of, like, finding items inner, interweaved with that theme because it always seemed like they kind of went hand in hand, you know, oh, the save theme. I'm probably going to get goodies soon because they usually spike, spiked those around near the save area. And I feel the same for 4 because as much as I loved going through 5 and playing as Sheva and punching that rock, 4's save theme was absolutely amazing. And it would it would just caught, catch me just just staying in that menu the entire time just to kind of continue to listen to that song. That way you like, don't have to deal with really the zombies. Did 5 have one? Did 5 have one? Oh no. I think I it was only because like you didn't have safe rooms in that game. You only had like in between stages you would save. I think even 6 doesn't have it either because they changed how the game played. So mm. you really lost that bit of a... Like in 4 you're running through an area, there's a tense music and you get to a place and it's like really quiet, calming, I think it might even be like a violin playing, it's like really, like you know that you're finally safe, like you get that feeling of relief when you hear those that song, or like those, any of the, the music from those games, once you're in those rooms, and that's right. what the later series kind of didn't have. I know that you specifically named Resident Evil 2 as your favorite, how do you feel mm. with the, uh, how do you feel about the remake's decision to not really have that music? Like, I, I recognize their decision is to, like, raise tension by not having as much noise, so you're more shocked when there is. But do you mm-hmm. think that was effective, or do you think that the music added a layer that's just not there? So I played Resident Evil 2 Remake both with the original soundtrack that they have in the game and then the classic soundtrack that came with um, the pre-order bonus. But in uh, they both work with the game, which is really weird. I thought the, the classic soundtrack wouldn't work with it, but they both work very well. Um, having the ambient music running around, you can hear, cause, like, if something's coming after you, you can hear each individual step taken by a zombie or a liquor or some monster in there. And then even, like, the tyrant that chases you out through the, or throughout the whole game, it has its own theme. So when you hear that, it's, it's not as distinct as the classic soundtrack, but you hear it. And you know something's up, because once you start hearing music that you're not supposed to be hearing in a music that's, in a game that's fairly quiet... Um, that really raises the tension for it quite a bit. So although I miss having the original soundtrack in there, it does work. Um, RE1 had a remake as well that was like that where it kind of stripped out the music and made it either background or more ambient, and it does work because you can hear everything. The sound design um, took uh, um, the sound design worked overtime for that then because you have to hear all the sound effects. You hear the footsteps, you hear something coming up the stairs, opening a door. So, as much as I miss it, I am not disappointed by it. So, I'm going to, like, long rants. No, <laughs> I no, no, I it's you guys, fine. though. Oh, I even okay. said before, I, I'm I like... I into that. I even said before, I'm like, I'm going to quickly go through Resident Evil. I probably don't have a lot to say about that one. I should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> I will... Uh, my last two bottom bottom five ones, um, they're out of order again. I'm sorry, Ken. I can see you changing the number in the document every time I talk. Oh, no, 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 that's not me. <laughs> oh, someone's changing it. Um, one of them is Xenoblade, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1. 
Uh, I love the, the music in the game, and it's kind of another one of those games where there is kind of, like, thematically one area song will lead into the next one, and there's just always music playing. There's very few areas that are quiet, and it really does lend to it. Um, if you guys have played, uh, you know, this little unknown game called Super Smash Bros. Ultimate or Super Smash Bros. 4, you've probably heard the Gower Plains theme in, like, Shulk Stage. Um, mm. That's, like, one of the few like areas in a jrpg that is not a battle theme that really sticks out to me because usually like when i play jrpgs battle themes are the things that always stick with me like uh like you know final fantasy you know eights battle theme tens battle theme the other world theme from 10 which is one of the best songs ever made for a game only second only to the boss theme from blue dragon are you guys familiar with that one at all i haven't heard blue dragon unfortunately how about you ken you have so the boss theme for that one um, the game is a fairly cutesy Dragon Ball Z looking one because it has the same art art director, but in mm-hmm. that game they they some reason tapped the lead singer from Deep Purple and he sang it. Yep. Deep Purple is a very old classic rock like early metalish band, and they're known like <laughs> the guy is well past his prime at the point that they picked him like from years of touring and smoking and just not taking care of his voice. And it's just the only vocal track in the game. It's the only one. And it's... The vocal qualities are kind of low, but I love it for how cringy it is. (laughs) It's like that. Like, usually... But that's, like, another game. Boss themes stick out to me. Battle themes stick out to me. But the rest of them do not. And... Let's see. Oh, then my last one. My last bottom five one. Bayonetta. I'm gonna pick Bayonetta 2 because it has songs from both Bayonetta 1 and 2 in there. That game is an action game developed by Platinum Games. They're most well known for being made up of people that worked at Clover Studios, um, worked for Capcom. Some might even worked for Konami at some point. But Bayonetta is a Devil May Cry style action beat-em-up game. Um, it's in the same vein as that. But both games each have a sing- single theme that they kind of reuse or resample throughout the games. The first game has Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra, and the second game has Moon River. And they both oh, find they, I didn't even know that. You That's didn't know awesome. that? Yeah, the main no. the main battle theme is Moon River. And mm. they they both work very well. They're they're not the original songs, they're both covers of the songs. And they're done in but by, by a female vocalist and it's a more feminine sounding song and it really leads to it um it lends itself to making making the action scene scene action packed. It you, when I would think of Fly Me to the Moon, that's a fairly quiet like chill song isn't it i mean this, yeah. And, yeah i mean it's it's just sinatra doing fly me to the moon yeah he's just swinging you can't really picture uh beating someone up during that song can you no no probably not i mean so i could see they... like some gangsters maybe but not like you know like mafioso gangsters mm. in a club but like i, I wouldn't so... see like a, a woman like sexually I don't know how to describe what Bayonetta does it's like sex fighting <laughs> like how do you what, what do you call that no what do you call what she does I don't even understand witching it's just witching bewitching is what the game is, bewitching is that what the game wants she to is call a witch. it what, the bewitchment is using like any form of like cause witches are like traditionally women they would use any form of like sex appeal or any way to bewitch someone or like you know control them and that's kind of what it is like the game like they call everything bewitchments and such as well 
but they have female vocalists read like Reese um, or have female vocalists sing the songs, and then the songs are remixed into more of like a, I want to say techno EDM, but like I don't know. They're remixed into being more of like a poppy techno-y like electronic sounding song and it's very high energy even moon river is very high energy so like when you're playing through it it just feels nice it lends to her combat it lends to her movements because she walks fairly she's a fairly sexualized character there's no way to get around that but the way they do it it's not most japanese developers when they sexualize a character they do it as a form of like a weakness thing like oh this character you need to take care of them look at them this one she's just like beating people up she uses her hair to kill them she's partially nude throughout it but it's not like it's still obscured in a way that it's not too trashy like like lollipop trains chainsaw is trashy that's trashy <laughs> center and kagura is trashy bayonetta i feel is like the closest you can get to tastefully sexual while still being a hint of trashy and it's reflected <laughs> in the songs <laughs> the songs like really lend to that i don't know it I don't know how to describe it. It's like the least trashy, over-sexualized character in the ser- in like video games, which makes no sense to me. But but isn't that I don't just know how because? That works. She, but that's just because she's supposed to be like a dominant personality. Like her whole thing is that she's just almost she's in control the whole she's time. Su- yeah, she's supposed to be yes. kind of scary, like scary, scary, sexy. Like she just oozes courage and personality and like dominance in every single scene there's very few scenes in the game where you think she's gonna be like i don't know i don't want to say sub because we just said dom i don't want to say that but (laughs) like there's very few very few parts in the games where she's not in control of the situation and even when she's not she doesn't like back down and look like she's gonna get killed like the guy that tries to save her all the time she moves out of the way and he crashes into a wall like she doesn't need anyone's help in the game basically in a way, I feel like there's a parallel here between her personality and Ada Wong's a little bit, but... She's like if Ada Wong was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I heard Ada. Wait, what? <laughs> Kim, please. Oh, by the way, Timber, the next time I go on a date and I bring her back to my place, I'm just going to play the the Bayonetta soundtrack now just to... see if it puts her in a dominant mood what if she starts sex fighting you though yeah yeah what if you lose well that's what that's what he wants (laughs) do you want to win or lose in that situation i don't know i think it's a little bit of what's what's the win condition Uh. yeah sorry for the long-winded rants about all those games i know we're supposed to quickly go through those but those are my my bottom five Okay. I was going to say, did you yeah, do Xeno was... already? Uh, yeah, it was yes. Rhythm Heaven, <laughs> it was Resident the Evil 2, oh, okay. Luminous, that... Bayonetta, okay. <laughs> I did them out of order. Okay, cool. Thanks. How about you, Ken? <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, there's a couple things on here that will trigger you specifically, Kyo. <laughs> oh, why? Let me... Oh, because uh, two of them are from your favorite game series, or very favorite game company i like the i like the, the games that you you picked i just don't like them anymore Th- these came out back when <laughs> actually no i can't say ca- or one of them came out um when they were in a better mood because the director needs to shut up the director of that game needs to <laughs> shut his mouth he needs to shut up for the rest of time as of right now <laughs> although it's kind of great that he talks because now we know how terrible he is He's going to go yeah. on, like, the ranks... Like, I wanted to put a Dragon Quest game on 
on there because I like the music in those games, but I absolutely do not want to give any, like, any bit of room to the, the, the composer for that series. That is a yes. terrible man. But, yeah, the my number 10 is going to be Persona 4. I And I guess we'll include Golden onto this list because they're basically the same game. And Golden just adds a couple extra tracks, which I really do love. So, yeah, we'll just put Golden on here. It's the perfect soundtrack for just the summertime movie, especially with Golden, mm-hmm. I feel. Especially with the first the first or second track, which is uh, Umini Koze, which is Let's Go to the Beach. And that just puts me into the mood of, you know, what it's like during that time in between when you're solving all the crimes and going into the TV world. Just like the camaraderie that those guys had in 4, which is one of the reasons why I loved 4 so much. But the soundtrack I enjoyed just, that game a lot, too. Yeah, the soundtrack is just amazing. And of course, you know, when Dancing All Night happened, I hated the hell out of that because there are only maybe one or two good songs that they remix tastefully. The rest were just like, well, minus well. That's the only criticism I'll ever give Dancing All Night. Would you but we're not Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Would you say that Persona 4 had better music or better musical cohesion than Persona 5, its successor? So, for me, personally, because 4 just brings you back more so into that high school years, because it came out when I was in high school. And just that nostalgic feeling of just listening to the music. And, you know, where I live and where my school is, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I kind of felt that isolation, that you know, the protagonist did feel when he was drifted away to Inaba compared to five where it just oozes with style. I understand that because it's a more city and more Tokyo focused thing. And I don't, don't get me wrong. I really do like persona five soundtrack, but four's soundtrack for me has a more emotional pull than five that could change in like several years as I go to the city much more to for, um, like with Tokyo and stuff like that, but that could change. But as of right now, four is probably for that emotional weight is probably in there. But I really like Shadow World. Shadow World was one of my favorite like opening songs. Yeah, Shadow World was an amazing opening song, and I did love True Story, which is the song that they did for the the school festival. One thing, though, about Persona Dancing All Night, I did like for the final song they did somehow make Reach Out to the Truth feel very different, like, in a good way. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. They actually, it was a remix in the game. Like, it wasn't even a remix. It was more of a rearrangement because it wasn't remixed mm. necessarily, but they kind of made it a whole new song with a whole new feeling while still being familiar. And I felt like that was probably one of the better songs in that game. Because, like, a lot of the songs I, I like, they... They they literally only took like six songs in the game and remixed them all like two to three times. Mm. Like um, I like there's one version of Best Friends I really like and the other version I hate. <laughs> but they they just like the Persona three and five dancing games. They only took a few songs and remixed them a little bit, and they were very I don't three and five had like kind of the worst remixes I've seen in a game. I don't know how that game ended up like that. They try to shovel it out. That's why. Get yep. that cash money, man. 
And then they just sold all the original versions of songs as DLC. Yep. But today's but not yeah, the day for continuing you to on. about Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> continuing on, uh, it is Catherine from the Catherine series. Good choice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Personally, for me, this is one of the best soundtracks that calms me the the hell down because I specifically use the entire Catherine soundtrack to study. So it kind of gets me into the mood of actually being a diligent student, so to speak. Which I guess it, it lends itself well to that since all of the stage music is actually just remixes of classical compositions that came from... Uh, ages ago, so you'll have like baroque musicians or, or classical composers, and it then it's just mixed with like some electronic instruments a little bit sometimes, or just like adding drum. I think a lot of them are just like adding drums to classical drums music. Yeah, it's just like you know, just you like said this all the music was thing. baroque. Some of it. I is know it where you're because, going. Was it is it called that because the artists didn't have a lot of money when they made it? <sighs> Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That's my one for the day. That's my one for the podcast. Why? Why? I'm surprised no. you can relax to that music. I like it a lot, but it felt me with the opposite because when I was yeah, running yeah. through those stages in that game, like it was just like so tense. Also, that and a crying yeah. baby is following you. And it's playing <laughs> classical music at like a techno backbeat, and you're just like, <laughs> "This is like sensory overload. This is just way too much oh, right oh, now." Man. Oh, the crying baby was sensory overload for you. What about the other level? <laughs> oh, yeah, the one where like, um, like the, Oshidi Tante the, was running after yeah, you. Yeah, the or or yeah, or the <laughs> yep. the embodiment of sexual pleasure. I believe it was. If that's what sexual pleasure is considered, then maybe I've been doing yeah. it wrong. <laughs> I think I need to listen to the Bayonetta soundtrack for that. Yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Catherine Does has a really good soundtrack. Even the original soundtracks, like the Stray Sheep song is Oh, uh, the Stray song. Sheep is so good. I just love that area. Like, I, I wish that there was a game that, that captured that bar feel as well as Catherine did. I know that there's um, Valhalla that tries to do it, but I, I felt like that was... It didn't quite capture this. Like, it wasn't... Catherine just felt very authentic with it. I don't know. Real. And that's all we'll say about Catherine, because anything else will be bad, I think. <laughs> it will set me off. It will set you off. But yeah, enough of that. Let's continue on to my number eight real fast. It's the Dynasty Warriors 5 soundtrack. And I love Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors is probably one of my guilty pleasures of a series here. And, you know, 5 was the game that I personally bought. And it was the game that I spent so many hours in as a child trying to look up those game facts to try to find the ultimate weapons for all of those guys. And I unlocked them all. I got all of them. The easiest one is for Tai Chi Chi and you just knock Sao Sao off as his horse. All you do is just get an arrow and just boop. But Lu Bu's, particularly Lu Bu's soundtrack for this game is amazing. They All the other Lu Bu tracks are based off of this particular game and i just love it five is 
probably one of my favorite in the series. And unfortunately, it didn't get better after that. <laughs> because <laughs> all, all the weapons changed. I loved all the people that, all the voices, all the English voice actors that actually put in time actually was like, you know, this is the voice for me. And when they changed the voices for certain characters, I'm like, why in the hell? Was that when they changed but, all the Japanese voices instead? No, 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 no. So that happened in 7 when they changed it into the tr the precise Chinese pronunciation to all these things. Mm -hmm. But 6 wasn't a particularly good game. 7 was okay. 8 was an amazing game. And 9, we're not going to talk about 9. <laughs> I wish I knew a little bit about these games so I could like yeah. talk to you about them. But it's like, I'm yeah, I think, I, think, it's, I think I need to talk to Kate about this more. So the music is basically as good as the one in Hyrule Warriors then, right? Like It's basically the same yeah, where it's, soundtrack. It's basically like heavy guitar riffs and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Beat stuff up yeah. with a good soundtrack. How is that wrong? <laughs> And continuing on up, it's my number seven. It is Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver from the Pokemon series. Kind of cheated because you can get the original soundtrack with Gold and Silver from Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I am I am really and... glad that you targeted these specifically. I think that for me as well, like the Gold and Silver, I think are some of the strongest showings musically from the Pokemon series. I still find them to be some of the, the strongest games in the series as well. Like, as much mm. as I loved, uh, I, Gen, Gen 1 was alright. Gen 2, I think, was, like, the perfect form, like, game for me because the series was intended to end after that, so it just felt like, it felt like it was over. Like, it felt like it was yeah. done there. And then 3, I like. Definitely. 4, the, the main games in 4, I don't like. Um, Gen 5, I really like the sequels better than the originals, and then, like, it kind of dropped down from there. Like, I'll still like the Pokemon in each of them, and I'll still play them, but, like, the series still, the m biggest memories I have are from Gen 2, from Johto, from Heart and Gold, or Heart, from Silver and Gold. Yeah, no. Those, those soundtrack, especially Goldenrod City, oh, yep. that's such an amazing, amazing song. And, of course, the, the battle theme and the wild encounter theme is just amazing that i loved it it took me a long time as a kid to realize that the um the the wild themes and the battle themes in each game were different songs because they just sound like they're all distinctly different if you listen to them they all sound different but as a kid they all still have some thematic like cohesion between Continue. the versions yeah, yeah yeah. and like um even like between the wild theme and the trainer theme they're still similar enough while still being different that like they don't you know you're getting into a battle like, it's, it's not like in the later ones where, like, everything's a different song or, like, a remix of an older song. Like, they were it's, they were their own beasts there. Like, I really want to talk to you about this because this is actually my... What number did I place this at? I have it fairly high up. Oh, this is my number four. It's, like, the original's gold and silver. It's like, now I'm just like, I want to... I'm like, why don't you have this higher? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to will this higher onto your list. Yeah, I think... I'm just going to... Is it I'm bad that I... Is it bad that I think... When I, I, I might be biased towards liking that one because that's when they introduced the kind of strange time mechanic where it's like, oh, it follows real time and there's nights and days and there's a clock in the game. I don't know. I'm a sucker mm -hmm. for... I'm a sucker for time in video games. I just love that mechanic. That was basically my first, like, foray into, like, Animal Crossing territory. 
of like every day, like twice a week, there was a bug catching contest in the same area from the same times. There. Breeding the breeding Pokemon the eggs. Only... Yep, you had like so much time you had to wait. I know it ended up being actually steps later or something like that, but like there's time for that. Um, certain Pokemon can only be caught at night or during the day, certain areas. It was everything that came in Pokemon later owes itself to this game. And they took out the day and night mechanic in Gen 3, and I think that's why I didn't like Gen 3 as much. Mm, same, same. But yeah, but I mean, continuing didn't... on, we can talk a little bit more about that with your with your list. Just a bit. Now, though. Go ahead. <laughs> no, Kyo. You wait. Your turn. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I'll wait for you at the other stop. Go ahead. What was your number six, Ken? <laughs> My number six is Yakuza 0 from the Yakuza series. This isn't really a big surprise if you saw me streaming this, because I love the Yakuza series. (laughs) Especially all the karaoke, and by God, if if Kiryu is in in Smash, I, I just want him singing Bakamitai. Please make his final Smash him just like busting out the karaoke, because it would thematically fit that series so well. Just to have like some weird stuff, or like just be him and Goto like singing karaoke together, or so, yeah. what it should be um, Kimishima is that his name? Who's the who's the the guy from um, Zero? His his friend. Uh, uh, Nishiki. Nishiki. Just have those two come out because like in the beginning of the game, you just those two go and like bum around for a while. That's the beginning of Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because they do like a. A power rock ballad in one of the karaoke songs. <laughs> so that that'd be that'd be perfect. But specifically the the karaoke songs, because they're all original songs. And I just love that. And they're only available in Japan for Joy Sound Machines. So the next time I always go to Japan, I always sing the Joy Sound Machines so I can sing specifically all the Yakuza songs. But Zero is probably the best one because they have the best rendition of Baka Mitai. While the other ones are a little bit more tonally, a little bit different. The one in Zero was the best in my mind. And mm-hmm. and hearing Goro just go crazy mid-song is just amazing when he sings um, one of the songs in Zero for karaoke. It's just Ruja Love. It's just an amazing song. If you hear Goro just break out, because he's still tr- technically kind of sane in Zero, but then he kind of hints out of his craziness of what he becomes in the mm. song. <laughs> so I, I just love that. <laughs> because I remember when I was streaming, the, my mod at the time, she was like going crazy. Like, why is he laughing like that? <laughs> Which one was it? But Which mod was it? It's my mod that's the editor for... Oh, okay, gotcha. I was like, I I know I'm a mod, but it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Or so you think. (laughs) And that rounds out my number six there. And I guess with that, you know, we had some questions that we kind of specifically left over from Potosaurus this past week. If you wanted to bring that up a little... Um, some of these are, I guess we can keep them game themed. Um, these are all from people in my Discord server. Um, the Kyoryu Hackers is what I have it called at the moment, but it's part of my, my Twitch channel, Kyoryu Hunter. Um, first one is from my artist friend, Mako. If you could wipe one song off the face of the earth so it never existed, what would it be and why? 
It's not game-related, but I mean, whatever. That's the full question. <laughs> you can make it game-related. It can be one not game-related, song-wise. Um, let's start with Timber. Oh, oh okay. Uh, let's see. If I, if I could wipe one song from the face of the earth. I mean, there's always easy pickings when it's just thinking of, like, what's a terrible song that just shouldn't have existed? But I'm trying to think of ones that are, like, actually detrimental to the health of humanity and should not exist like because they're just awful for us in general probably the fact that the et games even had music to begin with they should have just stripped that soundtrack out it would have been a better game without it (laughs) that's my vote ken for strictly making this game related It's hard. It's a hard choice. It's hard. The Devil May Cry 4. No. Get out of here. No. I loved 3 better. I'm sorry. 3's songs were so much better than 4. Come on. I loved it. I love 4. I love 4 and I love the music in 4. I thought that they did a really... like. I thought it captured the mood well. It might not compare to 3, but to... I wouldn't nuke... um, Wait, what game were we talking about? Devil May Cry 4. <laughs> Devil May Cry 4? Yeah, no, don't nuke it. It's too good. <laughs> like, what well, what was the what was the lo- the lyric in, in in the battle themes? Like that's where the, the the time has come and so have I. You'll laugh last cuz you came to die. Like, I don't know. I I found that soundtrack very memorable. Also, like the the operatic opening was a pretty cool song too. Devil May Cry 4 is memes. It's just memes. Yeah. Just replace any time he says Kirika with Rukia, and there you go. Kirie! Leon! Sorry. Leave Ashley out of this. <laughs> if I had to pick one from a game to get rid of, it would be that obnoxious sound in the Lost Woods in, in uh, Ocarina of Time. Where it's like a high pitched like voice going, hut, 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 hut. just delete that entire song. I hate that song so much. And it was wait, like wait, it wait. really adds to Which it. Which one? Which one? I think it was in the Lost Woods or in the um, the Forest Temple in Ocarina of Time, where there's um, just like a high pitched like like hip sound like hip 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 throughout the whole thing. I mean, I know you're not talking about the Fire Temple where they had like the the band the Forest Temple. Muslim chanting Forest Temple specifically. Yeah, it's it's that song. There's a it's a specific song. I should remember. I'm in the forest temple right now, but I'm playing Ocarina of Time randomizer, so it's not the same song. Uh, I can't let remember. See, let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. you can just cut this out. Hold on. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that one. I hate that song. <laughs> delete it. Delete it. You it's know, gone. You know, I can kind of I can kind of agree. That song drove me nuts in that temple. I know that it's very atmospheric and it captures the mood of the dungeon. It also... I, I didn't like the mood of that dungeon. <laughs> it made me angry. And you, Kill? That was mine. The, besides, <laughs> besides the... Um, no, besides the Ocarina of Time stuff, would there be other songs that you would just erase? Non-game? Uh, non-game? Oh, non-game-wise. Um... I'd erase Brandon Flowers' second album. 
<laughs> just the, whole, the yeah, whole album. Because he decided to go for like some kind of weird country techno Latin, Latino pop rock, and it just don't work. It don't work. Oh, man. The pineapple pen song. No. That, yep. Let's get rid of that, too. No, you, you didn't have to live in Japan during that time. You don't have to teach Japanese children. You don't understand how awful that song is. When everyone in the class, when you're trying to teach the word apple, they're just like, pineapple pen, and then they just do it for five minutes straight. You don't, you don't know what real pain is. That's beautiful. Oh, man. What a meme. And t- and Timber, for you, is it any any song that your father did? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I liked those songs. Um, I think, honestly... Oh, man. I don't know. I, I kind of wish I could just delete the radio and anything that it plays. Uh, that's too easy of an answer. It, it is too easy of an answer. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick, like... I'm trying to... My brain's not thinking, because they're all so generic to me. I'm just like, I don't want to listen to freaking, like, I don't know, anything... Anything put out by, like... What, what's, what's what's her face? The the freaking blonde girl that used to do country, and now she's... Taylor pop. Swift? Taylor, yeah, just delete Taylor Swift. Done. Easy. Out of all the pop... Out of all, out of all the pop musicians that I could target... Hers is the most banal. It's it just cashes in on on basic pop trends. And while I know that a lot of pop singers do that, something about the ways that hers are executed just feel like they were almost formulaically tailored to appeal to thirty year old women, like as though she herself planned it that way. You know, but that she's the same age as them. Yes, I know, but I'm not a thirty year old woman. And I don't want to listen right, to so it 24-7. Right, so all of her songs have always appealed to people her age. Yes, but why does the radio have to only play 30-year-old woman music? I can't handle it. I need I, I need something different. All right, we're going to move on past this because Timber's having a mental breakdown. Barry asked what our favorite <laughs> game OST and or song is. We'll get there. Um, then Mako asked again, if you could only play one video game OST for the rest of your life, what would it be? We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, what else do they have? What game has a bad OST for for us? Like, what game do you think just has such a bad soundtrack? Like, barring barring things that are obviously bad, like... Yeah, E.T., I'm not gonna... gonna... (laughs) Like, E.T. or Ride to Hell, Retribution, (laughs) stuff like that. I think it's unfair to pick things that, like, oh, well, you know, this asset flip had a really bad soundtrack. Well, duh. Duh. Of course it does. (laughs) Right. Uh, I'm gonna play Devil Advocate and say Near Automata. Really? I've never played it, so I yes. can't really question you for that, but... I can certainly see it with some of the songs in the soundtrack. I think a lot of the music in that game is good, but I could I could certainly see a case for um, not the music feeling, like, lacking... Originality. It feels all the same to me. Like, honestly, like there's one or two tracks out of the entire game where I feel like, oh, okay, I mean, I kind of get it, but for for the rest of it, it's kind of just, it just merges into one for me. But that also could have been just me rushing through the game, too. I, I, thought, I thought that the music was quite beautiful in that game, but I do also see a case for diet it lacking diegeticness, that it is beautiful music that 
was composed by someone who's obviously talented at music who was given a rap sheet of like, this is kind of the theme of the level. And then they're like, okay, we'll make this sound a little bit carnival-y and we'll make this sound a little bit foresty. But like, for the most part, it's just good music in a game where I'm not sure it complemented what was happening all that well. It didn't like... Because for for me, the game is fine. I love the game. I love, love, love Nier. But it... It felt like just one or two things were lacking from most of the songs, and that that just took me out of the experience. Kish. But that's just me. What about you? Did I answer this? I don't think so. Not yet. Was this one with the bad bad OST? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I just had one in my head, and it just disappeared. Heck. It's not a, I'm not a negative Nancy enough to like hold grudges against OSTs. <laughs> I can usually find like at least one song in a game I like. I can say at least in the Pokemon series, I don't like the music from Gen 4. I do not like the music from Diamond and Pearl. I thought it was boring. I find most of that game, that like those two games boring though. Like I'm looking over the games I've been playing a lot lately. Like most horror games have pretty good set like music and sound design in them. So it's really hard to choose one. Yeah, I, I'm just going to go with that one, Diamond and Pearl. I I really hated their music. Also, the the sound, the way they designed the si- designed the sound on that, it just wasn't great. Like I no no, you're you're completely right. If I and I'm I'm I'm, I'm a pretty hardcore Pokemon fan, and I can't remember a single theme off of Diamond and Pearl, and that means in my mind it's forgettable. Yeah, like I, I could think. even like go as far to say like Let's Go has a pretty bad soundtrack too, because the way they remixed it or just picked the songs from Gen One, it just doesn't sound good. Mm-mm. Um, another question. I oh, sorry. Oh, I I haven't answered yet, but <laughs> oh, you didn't answer. I thought you did answer. I didn't answer this one unless you counted oh. ET. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I did because you you started with that. I think for me, probably the biggest one is World of Warcraft. If I had to target, if I have to ta- target a specific soundtrack and just that that people generally were like, oh yeah, I really like that soundtrack. World of Warcraft is the one where I'm like, I don't get it. Like, this is just... It it captures the mood of how I feel playing the game very well, which is generally pretty bored and a little confused about its popularity. Right? Like, I'll go through it and I'll be like, huh, there's like... It's got beautiful soundtracks. There's clearly a budget here. The, 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 there's an orchestra playing music that somebody wrote for this game... And it resonates with a lot of people, and that's great. But to me, it feels like highly uninspired, and especially coming from a background where, like, I had Warcraft 2 in my list. I had Warcraft 2, the RTS that, like, was the precursor to Warcraft 3, which also had good music, and the precursor to World of Warcraft. And yet, somehow, in that transition, all of the flavor and all of the originality that came from those other games seemed to have just been lost on the composer when he finally hit World of Warcraft trying to make area themes. It's like he didn't know what to do. He's like, oh, it's a desert. I'm just going to have this little flute guy being like... I'm like, that makes me dread the barons. I don't want to listen to that. It sounds like a cat's dying. I know that some people might be like, oh, but it captures the the, the glorious fields of the, the endless prairies. I'm like, I don't care. It sounds like a cat dying. 
<laughs> your your answer just like triggered my not triggered my head um, like clicked in my head exactly the one I was going to answer and it's Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch has one of the worst soundtracks in a game I've ever heard. It I has a that song. Like, it has a song. A song. That is like, the Overwatch I never soundtrack. turn off the music in games and listen to other music. I do for Overwatch because the music is, if it's there, it's bad and boring. Like, what happened? Like like you just said with Blizzard, what happened? What, what happened? <laughs> music in your games hasn't been good in a long time. What, what happened to you? Right. Like, I think StarCraft 2 technically had a good soundtrack. It captured the feel of StarCraft 1 at least. But the problem is the StarCraft music verse was my least favorite of the three of the of the trifecta like if i had to pick between which music was best warcraft starcraft or diablo i would pick warcraft because diablo is super atmospheric and uh starcraft was like space cowboy which was fine it captured the theme well i just personally didn't like the the feel that it gave Mm-hmm. Felt, it felt kind of goofy to me. I don't know. I couldn't take it seriously. Do we all answer that question now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I have one more music-related one. Oh, that one was from Barrick, and I don't know if I mentioned. The next one is Thanks, also from Mako. What is a bad game with a good OST for you? I'm just going to get mine out of the way now. Final Fantasy Thirteen has an amazing soundtrack, except for the, the U.S. or the Western, like, vocal theme that they gave it because they didn't think that western fans wanted a japanese song in their game um aside from that that game is has a very good soundtrack the most boring one of the most boring final fantasy games i've ever played i'd still say it's slightly more interesting than 15 because i actually finished 13 but yeah that one that game is so boring you don't do anything like the main the default control for that is auto battle so you can just literally just mash x through all the battles the story's not interesting the characters aren't interesting like, I still don't understand the point of that game, but it has really good music. Did you say 14 or 15? Uh, 15 was the one that was more boring, but I was talking about 13 there. We're like... 13. But, oh, I mean, yes. we're like... The music... I mean, 15 yeah, I can, has I can, really I can good gameplay, but everything else is boring. I can really agree with that. 13's gameplay might not have been the greatest, but the uh, the music was... The music's so good. Like, the yeah. battle theme, like, just the default battle theme or is even their, really good. And, their ver- and they had, like, one of the best versions of the Chocobo theme. In that one. Yeah. Oh, and then the yeah. sequel had the, the, the evil Chocobo theme, and that one was, really <laughs> it was like the metal Chocobo. <laughs> 13 was somehow, 13 was somehow better, even with having the same battle system. I think it's because they, um, they rewarded you more for playing tactical, tactically in the game. Yeah. Whereas yeah. 13 won, it just, they're like, just try. Just, just, just press X. How about you two? I'll go first. Go for it. And it'll be the bouncer. I've actually never played the bouncer. I had a copy of it and I just sold it recently because I just didn't have room for it. Might have been a good decision. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's not a good game. No. It's not, it's not a good game. It's it was a dollar. A I could always go buy it back. The soundtrack was amazing. The battle the battle themes in the game was so, so good. But the the gameplay and the camera angle was god-awful. And the difficulty rank spike was just so immense near the end of the game that it almost i almost pulled my ps2 controller out of its socket and whipped it at the at the tv (laughs) that's how so mad i was at the bouncer because of the difficulty spike like once you get past i i believe it's like the third or fourth level when you're in like some train or something like that like i i got so mad (laughs) 
that this that was also the one of the worst times I was ever mad at a video game. And I was like, this is when Sora becomes grown up. What the hell? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. So you're just that's that's almost gonna morph into Kingdom Hearts right there. The ba- the bouncer <laughs> reminds you of Kingdom Hearts. That's where it goes. Yes, How it does. You, because they use the same exact character designs <laughs> for Sora and whatever the... I forgot the main character's name already, but the same exact they have character the same hair. design. The same hair, same goofy vest. Wait, actually, oh, goofy or just like weird looking? <laughs> weird looking. Literally just no, goofy he, skin. He, he, killed, he killed Goofy and skinned yeah. him and there, that's... <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk about Kingdom Hearts and bad music, um... Face My Fears, the version, at least, that's in the game. I haven't heard Don't a version without the Skrillex it. crap in it. It's bad. The main theme for Kingdom Hearts 3 is bad. But it if has... Oh, you like it, they're objectively wrong. <laughs> they're objectively wrong if they like that song. But, but Skrillex... But the whole point of the Kingdom Hearts themes is to be able to sing along with them. It's a Disney-based game. Disney songs are known for being sing-along movies. Why would they make a, like, why would they ruin Utada Hikaru's, like, <laughs> like entire vocal, like, recording with that, with having Skrillex just come in, he's like, I'm gonna press play on my iPod real quick, and just, like, play some of the crap over it. I was so upset, because I was like, I was listening, like, oh, this is pretty good, like, they said Skrillex is in it, I'm like, okay, I can kind of hear it in the background music, but it's fine, and then he just, like, took a key, like, the a drop. keyboard, and the smashed drop. it against a record player, and he's like, this is now dubstep, and it was so bad, and I'm still mad about it, and every time I play the game, I have to hear it for, like, a second, and I get mad. You you would think that listening to that song would be like ah th- oh this is also goes hand in hand to why I hate Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> More on that pretty soon, right? How yeah, far I, are you? I have like two weeks to get through it. Then don't I? Another two yeah, weeks, okay. maybe another three, something like that. I have time to get through it. I need to be put in an exclusion bubble until that conversation's over because I don't have a PS4. Save me, world. I can't Just save get you one. Me. You have a job. You have a big boy job. Go buy a PS4. Go buy like the cheap, slim one. I had to like replace half my computer this month. I don't have money. You don't play games on your computer. No, you're right. You can always go to GameStop. Power to the players. Power to the players. Give me fifty dollars, and I'll them. ship you my slightly broken one. <laughs> you just have to wipe it, and it will work. I just don't feel like doing it. Maybe. But that's all the questions we have. Uh, I still you, wait. Did, did all of you? <laughs> I still haven't answered. What games are you playing this week? I haven't answered yet. Hey, <laughs> get back here. No. Um, okay, so um, my vote would probably be for the uh, soundtrack of Sonic Lost World, uh, which I feel is actually a game that is... That's a good soundtrack. It's an amazing soundtrack for a sh- an awful game. A hecking bad game. <laughs> it's The game's okay. I wouldn't say it's hecking awful, but like it's just very mediocre. It's a mediocre game with an amazing soundtrack, and mostly because that game shamelessly tried so hard to be Super Mario Galaxy. And while, for the most part, everything else failed, the the composer, like, he that could have been music in Mario Galaxy, and I wouldn't have known. I would have been like, wow, Mario did it again with another zinger of a soundtrack. Granted, but, Timbers only played Mario Galaxy for, like, five minutes. I beat the game. I just <laughs> rented it. It was a rental, but I beat the whole thing. Okay. Um, sorry for getting 
more offended there than I should have. <laughs> I swear. I mean, you're gonna get offended enough to bu- to like ban me in your chat again? Is it that type of offended? Did I ban you? Oops. Um, you banned me when I made fun of you singing one day as a joke, and you got mad and banned me. Oh yeah. I don't know. You touched it. You touched a sore spot that day. Um, let's see. But yeah, like. <laughs> Like, I don't know, all the music in that, like, they're, they're, like, jazzy songs, and they're, like, really properly themed songs. Like, the, the snow level feels like a snow level, and also, like, a walt, like, they did, like, a waltz for it at one point when you're pushing the snowballs, even though that's a really awful part of the game, and you probably associate that music with pain <laughs> from that point forward, but it's still a good song. Like, I don't know, it's just They have so... a song in that game that, uh, sounds really ska-ish, and I Oh, love it. yes. The, the, the one on the beach is just so good. All, a lot of the themes. Also, the, um... Ones. What 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 are the bosses called in that game? Oh, I do not. The remember. Magnificent Seven or something like that. <laughs> but th- their theme is really good too. Yeah, they just they nailed the soundtrack. If only the rest of the team <laughs> could have uh, picked up the slack. I wish Sonic Team would just figure out what the heck they want to make. Like even uh, Sonic Forces. I'm just gonna point like that's another one. Like the theme song, I unironically love Fist Bump. It is a very good stupid butt rock song it's a good song it's made by a good band like they they contracted out like kind of an unknown group to do it and they ended up killing it isn't it also done by people that did sonic heroes though no that is not the same band i thought it was also done by Mm-mm. no it's done by uh now i gotta look it up i have a friend who will kill me for it because they're friends with people in this band uh what was the song called again? Fist Bump. Fist Bump. Fist Bump. As performed by... Hoobastank. That's the band. Was it actually Hoobastank? That's actually Hoobastank. What? That is Hoobastank that sang that. <laughs> oh, it's performed written by Douglas Robb of Hoobastank. It's not... The actual band Hoobastank didn't do it. He just... He sung the song he, yes, on he the himself, normal band that does the the, the, he, the stuff. Well, maybe I don't actually know. Like, the we have to of split this. it up, or else we have to like, and we have to determine that Lost Prophets is just the lead singer. We can't do that. We can't do that because the other people in the band are not pieces of shit. I need to. No, not. I I tried looking up details about this song's history, which resulted in being given the Wikipedia definition of a fist bump, which is a picture of Obama fist bumping a child in in the Oval Office. I'm just like, this is so far away from what I was looking for. Thanks, Wikipedia. Okay. I guess I don't know the answer to this question, to to whether or not it was um, performed by, by the people. Yeah, Douglas from Hoobastank. Composed by Tomoya Otani. I don't. I don't. I don't see any evidence to support that Crush Forty was involved in this. Sorry for getting. So, so sorry that, for getting very pedantic so about this. <laughs> so is that your answer then? So is that your answer then? So, Sonic Lost World. Yes. Okay. Can you answer it right? You said the bouncer. Yes, I did. All right, I answered. All right. Well, that's all the questions we have from um, my Discord server. So that is thank you everyone from the Kyoryu Hunters uh, community for your continued yes. questions and support. I the would rest ask of those you questions from mine, and the, <laughs> I would ask you questions from my lovely community, but it's uh, crickets in here. You got a stream to build a community. I'm trying to, man. I, I, being an editor and the owner of the site is kind of just taxing. 
I mean, I've, I've been there. I do the Twitch stuff on my own. I do run the Discord server. I also do the editing yep. for my podcast as well. It's a lot. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, I need to do a thing for the YouTube. Luckily, Kate has made clip compilations for me. If I had to do that, I wouldn't know what to do because I don't find myself to be funny. So. Well, but anyway. I find you funny. <laughs> thank. You can make a clip compilation next time. You have just volunteered uh, yourself. Just be you saying heck and I don't know seeing Ashley all the time. I don't know what's going on, but it'll all work out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's go back to uh Ken, you're in charge. This is your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to the list here. Timber Oh no, actually let's have you do it first. Your top five. My oh. top five. Timber just made a noise. Are you okay? Oh, I'm totally fine. Not dead at all. Oh, did you christen the podcast, by the way? It has not been christened yet, although maybe during this period where Kyo is speaking, I will go and get a christening device. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Thanks. (laughs) Just kidding. Go. Do the thing. All right, so these are a little bit more in order. Um, There is a little overlap between my my top five and then some of the other ones from the other two people here. Uh, my number five, I'm going to say, is Persona 3 Portable. Specifically that one, because the female side of that had an original soundtrack added just for that version to it. Which makes everything mm-hmm. more feminine. If that's a good way to say it. But, like, they have, um, she has a different battle theme. When you're <laughs> going around town, everything is different. It's not just remixes, is it? Isn't it actually all original music? Yeah, it's all original. Yeah, it's, like, all original. Like, her battle theme is still, it's, it. Is reminiscent of Mass Destruction, but it's called Wiping All Out, and it has a vocal, a female vocalist in it instead, um, like yep. as the main part. Whereas in um, Mass Destruction, the main part is sung by uh, Lotus Juice, and then the baby, baby, baby is sung by a woman. So it's just like a little bit flipped. And like the game has um, her whole side of the game um, <laughs> was um, like they changed the inner, the UI because like in the portable version of the game they go from being like a normal run around town thing to more of a visual novel style on the male side everything's very light blue or blues going around in the female side it's all pink because japan and like the music's different the feeling's different even your interactions with different characters are different so like it gives it the gives the same game you've already played a completely different feel and the music really does um and reinforce that it's not just a you know, the portrait swap, like, you're not just playing as, oh, it's the same story, but with a woman, everything is different, like, uh, the character interactions are different, some things are still the same, like, the story beats are mostly the same, but, like, one character doesn't die on that side that usually dies, that's why her version's not canon, but she Mm. gets, like, the music really does help reinforce that this is a different version of this character, this is a different character entirely. And I still think that's the best one in the series was 3. I like 3, 4, and 5's music. 5, I think, was a really good soundtrack, but that game was all style and very, very little substance. Like, you could tell mm. by 5 that the formula had gotten stale. Not the music, music-wise, like, not music-wise, but the game-wise, the formula is stale. It's very by-the-numbers persona. It's fairly boring, um, there's, you can still see more of a lot of the, um, questionable things that the director thinks in, like, for one, his fetishization of the, uh, half character in the game. It's very creepy and cringy, and, like, the opening area starts with, I think, sexual assault or, like, rape as one of the main themes of it. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I don't know why that needs to be in a story about teenagers, but that's just me. Um, Honestly, but... it feels like more like a college level type of story. Yeah. And I, I would have felt a little bit better if it was a college level story compared to them being in high school again. Mm-hmm. It would have made a little bit more sense. Like, I know these those type of things happen... It, it, like regardless of people's age and stuff like that but like yeah i think yeah, it also yeah. has to do like it felt more like college for us because junior high is analogous to american high school high school in japan is analogous to american college like that's just kind of how it is how they view it because most things like if you wonder why center and kagura is all serious is a series about junior high girls is because junior high is the last schooling you have to go to in japan like compulsory education ends at like what would be ninth grade for the u.s like my students, when they graduate n- next month, they can go straight into a job if they want to. If they have to, if they want to, they don't have to go to high school. Everyone does, like 90% or more of kids go on to high school, but they don't have to. So they view high school as more of a college level thing. Whereas, like, we don't have yeah. to go to college, but we do. But yeah, that's very far off the soundtrack. It was Persona 3 Portable Female Side. I really like that. <laughs> My number four. No, no, no. It's It's fine. My number four is Pokemon Gold and Silver. The original ones, although I finally have come around to liking the Heart Gold and Soul Silver versions, when I first played those, Ooh. those I hated it. I actually sold the game because I hated what they did with the music because it was in the same sound style as Diamond and Pearl. And there's mm. something about the Game Boy style music that... It, I mean, I'm playing Pokemon. If we're going to like dance around the nostalgia thing, we're lying to ourselves. It's all about the nostalgia. The way that the Game Boy music sounds that whole sound um what is that called sound there's like a word for it offline the sound of a speaker no, no, going no. through plastic <laughs> no but like the um not like the soundboard the sound set like something like that like the way that music sounds on each system there's a certain way like genesis music is like their genesis and super nes are the same they're both what 16-bit systems their music's very different it's like the sound chip or something like that well yeah because the way the game boy because the music is made through the hardware, so literally it is what you're what you are hearing is the sound of electricity currents being pushed through a very specific mm. board that is designed specifically to make that sound. So it, the, yeah, if they're on completely different systems, then they're going to sound completely different. Mm. They could even like they could code them the same to be the same songs, but they're going to be completely different once you hear them. Right. So because... like the Game Boy, the Game Boy or Game Boy Color like sound profile whatever you want to say for it it's very important for me to hear that because the chiptune style i guess is what we would call it now like the way that music sounds the way the sound effects sound the way the pokemon cries sound all of it blends together to be a certain style that i love and just the later games don't have that same appeal to me i know it's mostly nostalgia but like i don't have the same one for gen 1 though gen 1 i don't care i prefer actually the ones from later games when they redid it but gen 2 specifically needs to sound like that to me you should play pokemon let's go because it still makes the old growl noises pokemon let's go is a terrible game (laughs) it's not meant for me i know it's not meant for me i know it was targeted i don't understand how that one was supposed to be made for children because children here in japan like I don't care what you guys, what anyone's going to say to me about this. Pokemon is a game for kids around the age 5 to 6. That is the target audience in Japan. The Jap- or Nintendo only makes games for Japanese players and everyone else is just kind of like, if you like it, that's great. Yo-Kai Watch 
in Pokemon are meant for kindergartners. Yokai Watch is a deeper game with more complex stuff going on than Pokemon, and they have not dumbed it down over the years. It has gotten more complex. Pokemon dumbed it down way too far for Let's Go, to the point of where it's like, Pokemon Go is deeper. And I just don't understand why that game exists. The music doesn't even sound good in it. Like, I... And then Eevee, if we're going to talk about, like, the Pokemon talking, Pikachu I'm, t- I'm used to, but Eevee is so bad. Boy, boy, boy. Boy, boy. Boy, boy, boy. Oh, I love it. It's oh. terrible, but I love it. I hate it. Kill me. <laughs> Let's move away from that, unless you had a comment, Ken. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I definitely agree with you. I do love gold and silver. Gold and silver, that's why I kind of tied in with hard gold, soul, silver, because you could switch it to the original ones, too. Like, you had to do a lot to get that, but, like, when you did, you could play the game like that then. Yeah. Which that's is really weird to give to you at the end, because, I don't know, could you re-battle re bosses, in, or, um, dream leaders in that? No, unfortunately. So I was wondering, like, how are you supposed to, I guess you could transfer all the pokemon over right away and then like get the game get the thing in the beginning <laughs> but then there'd be some music you would never hear so i don't know i always yeah. just played it on um um a flash card um later on i own the games but i play it on a flash card and i would just hack in the um the uh the gb sounds or i would um do that on there and then transfer over the gb sounds as an I- held item on a pokemon to my main game that way i could just play mm-hmm. the game from the beginning like that you were, that that was on your passport, did you say? Is that what I heard? Yeah, my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Number three. I think this is on yours, too, because I, I stole it from you. You briefly. stole it from me, you jerk. This but is my I'm idea. specific about <laughs> the version of it, because there are two game. versions of this game. Yeah, okay. So my number three is Guitaru Man. Now, earlier I talked about um, like Luminous Rhythm Heaven, stuff like that. And a series called Oendon. This is made from the same team that made Oendon, but before that. I think this it went like, they made Guitar Man, they made Oendon, Elite Beat Agents, Oendon 2, and then Lips. They they kind of fallen very far since they released Oendon 2. Oh, was Lips but, that good? I thought people liked that one. Uh, the first one was good. Like, it was, it was a fine karaoke game. But, I mean, Rock Band did it better type of thing. I don't know. Like, if you want a karaoke game, like they're they're all about the same. So you oh, just I thought we were talking the micro. Okay, I definitely thought you said tulip, not lips. Okay, never lips. mind. No, very different games. But um, Guitar Man entirely hinges on how good its music is. There's a couple of bosses I don't really care for. Like, there's one that's like a DJ scratch con- competition I don't like, but almost every other song in that game I love. There's one theme that's present throughout the entire um, game called the legendary theme. Mm. Uh, it's not very, I don't know, uniquely named, but there oh, are several so versions good. of it throughout the game. All the versions are amazing. There's, there's an acoustic version, there's a standard version, and then the final battle theme is a mixture of a, of the legendary theme fighting another song. So, like, the entire game is about you as a... Yeah, it's a representation of your character. It is the Guitaru yeah. Man theme, and you are Guitaru Man, and... I don't know. That the the chords in that are just so like, good. But like every boss that, that, that you sounded just that sounded like the um the growing pains theme song where you were just something <laughs> I mean that's literally Show me that smile again. I'm gonna have to play them side by side after we finish this. But each boss has its own genre of music or its own style or its own song and you're fighting against it 
like you're fighting with your music to either match it, because they have several sections. There's defend, attack, and harmonize. Harmonize only happens in a couple parts, but if you're defending, you're trying to like not get hurt. If you're attacking, oh, uh, attacking is to bring down their health bar. Charge is to get your health bar back up, and you're trying to make sure yours doesn't get too far. Now, the interesting thing about this game is, depending on how well you play, the song changes. The song might not always be the same every time you go through, and if you're playing on easy, normal, or master mode, the songs in the way that you play are different. So every difficulty is like, there's basically three different versions of the song standard, and then deviations depending on how you play. But um, one of them, like there's a UFO that's more of like a J-pop techno a good one. Fight. Yeah, that one's I... a good one, that's flying to your heart. Yeah, but um, it's it's kind of a weeby song, but it's very very good. Like just the whole the, game is weeby. Well, the yeah, whole game like, is full on like, weeb. Yeah, but like if you listen to the music, like it 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 alternates genre with basically every encounter. So like you go from like I think the first song in it is metal because you're you're fighting like some kind of devil dog thing, and then you move on mm-hmm. to like this J-pop thing. Then you get like the the Spanish like flamenco maraca song. The Dang. mariachi song? The mariachi song. The whole level is literally based <laughs> off Day of the Dead style yes. imagery. Yes, you go with it is. You go with flamenco. I don't know. And that, that's and my favorite song in the game. It, that uh, is Born a, to be Bone. Yeah, that's very good. I think the there's like some post credit levels where you're like fighting a giant guy and it's like skaha. Like it just jumps every genre and it's amazing. Uh there's two songs in the PSP version. That's why I specifically mentioned this version. Um, one's called Metal Header, which is kind of another um, metal, like light metal type of song, but it's like metal in the most basic sense. It's more of like a, a like an upbeat rock song. And then the other one is um, what is it called? Uh, Oide Mi Amor, I think. But it's another um, Spanish style song. I don't remember exactly because it's not mariachi. It's is, more of like yeah. Is that the one with the cat? Yeah, yeah. It, it was only available as like a multiplayer stage. You can play it single player, but then you miss out on half the, the yeah, song. Yeah, the the whole premise of that was that the the dog like was chasing this like girl dog or girl cat, and the whole thing is just like a big like romance of animals. <laughs> but those two songs are really good. I don't know if they ever released a soundtrack for Guitar Man Lives, so I have to like find a way to rip that song out of the disc. I think just to get them. Or hope that someone recorded it somehow. Yeah, maybe I should just do some covers of Guitar Man. That'll save us all the trouble. They're really good. They are really good. They're really good. I think I'll do it. And I think you could do an okay job at it. We shall shall see. Uh, But moving on from that, the top two I know no one else has in their list or anything close to it. My number two, which will surprise no one that is familiar with my Twitch (laughs) Twitch streaming (laughs) at all, is Silent Hill 2. (laughs) Wow. So in general... It was hard to narrow it down to one, because, like, with the exception of Downpour, all of the music in every single game was done by the same guy. It, like, the same the same guy did all of the music in the game, and then the same woman did all the vocal tracks in the series. Except for, she wasn't on one of the games, I think it was Homecoming she wasn't in, and then, but she was in Downpour. And then Yamaoka Akira was the composer for everyone, except for Downpour, which is what they got Korn or Slipknot to do it. Downpour is a very bad game, so it doesn't matter. That one's dead to everyone. (laughs) But it was really hard for me to choose which one was good, because although I haven't played it yet, Shattered Memories has, I think, maybe the most songs I like out of it, like vocal tracks, but I don't know anything about the game itself. Whereas 2, everything... There is 
actual music in it, and then there's ambient music sound design as well. Like, every area feels unique. There are... Just the way the sounds work, everything is just always off-putting, always a sense of, like, tension. Um, each character has a theme, so that when you know... When you hear it, they're around, or... Like, it it really sets the mood for it. Um, I actually use one of the songs called... Uh, I think it's called The Truth, or Truth, something like that, I can't remember off the top of my head, as my intro song for streaming, and it's the one that anytime, like, something's revealed story or plot-wise in the game, they use that song. But then, like, the intro song is called The Theme of Lara, which is, one like, the little girl in there that you run into. But, like, each song, you can feel the personality of the character, you can feel, like, the importance or, like, the gravity of the situation and, like, the emotion in it. And even when you listen to it outside of the game itself it still retains that one of the things that's kind of unfortunate is the composer of the series doesn't consider any of the music he's made for it to be real music because it's not something you could listen to on his own it, he thinks but i mean i listen to the vocal tracks all the time in the car i listen to um if i need to do anything where i need to relax or chill i listen to just like the ambient music from two i just put on a playlist of that but like overall that like the whole series it's really hard to pick a like the best one but i think two is probably the best example of it like as far as everything working also that's my favorite one in the series so it's that's why i picked it right. i'd say zero was really good but um i had issues with my copy where the sound would just cut out entirely so i had no sound so i couldn't really tell you it sounded good or not <laughs> I, I i actually think that it's a good thing to point out here as we get into these higher number games. I, I feel like there's definitely a connection between quality of not only like the be the best games with the, like the best soundtracks not only had music that was exceptionally good, but it was music that not like not only fit the mood well, but even just felt like it belonged in context. Like earlier, we talked about Resident Evil Four and how great the the save music was there, and I'd mentioned. You know, it's it almost felt like the sound effects could have been part of the song, and I feel like that's that's kind of the same thing you were describing here with Silent Hill. Like, there's a there's a point where the music and the way that it that it implements with the game fuses so much that you 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 can almost hear whatever's happening in the game as as just part of that music. Like, it it's almost impossible to divorce the two. It's interesting you say that because my number one, like, that's a the a big reason I picked it as my number one is because of how it flows with the gameplay and the sound effects. But I I guess I'll go ahead and pick my go number on. one. Yeah, number one is actually... Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Before you do that, oh. you know... You want to save those all for the end? You... No, 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 oh. no. Um, Before you get on that. Because, personally, knowing you, I would have thought that you would have put Resident Evil in number two instead. What was it that made you change that up, so to speak? So, while the the music in Resident Evil is it's not bad, it's pretty good, the series isn't known for the music being, like, its main thing, its main draw. Like, the music, I feel like the Resident Evil music contextually needs to be with the game. Aside from the save music, I really can't tell you, like, if I want to hear, like, the, um, the hall theme from Resident Evil 1, just like, you know, in the car. I can't. I don't just listen to the soundtrack to Resident Evil in the car. I put on the vocal songs from Silent Hill in the car. And when I'm listening to stuff, I'll want to hear them. Like, that's how they are. Even, like, the non-vocal tracks. There are some, like, just guitar tracks from Silent Hill that I'll listen to 
in the car. Like the theme of Lara has no no vocals; it's only guitar and other instrumentals. I listen to that wherever I am. Whereas like a game like Resident Evil, I need it to be with the game. Same with like Luminous, Bayonetta. A lot of those, I love the music, but they're in the context of the game that they work a lot better. Well, I mean, with Bayonetta, you could just have a date over your girlfriend over and <laughs> for that uh, <laughs> intense sexual. What do we call it? God. but yeah sexual, sexual what was it sexual fighting sex fighting sex, sex fighting, fighting. Sex fight. <laughs> that sounds like an awful anime called sex fighters it's just like way too on the nose hey man I now have the new premise of my hit new anime show oh yeah God. I think it's called darling in the frank so you might be a little bit <laughs> but like I was saying like you can listen to them outside the context like Persona music you can listen to as a is like music in the car. Pokemon I can listen to those battle themes anywhere like the music because like every area is distinct and there's very few that are too sound effect necessary for it to work because I don't I don't want the sound effects of Pokemon in there. Guitar Man absolutely. Um, I sometimes I'll look up versions with sound effects in it though because same with like my number one the sound effects really help that song because sometimes the um the soundtrack version doesn't have them in there so there's yep. instruments that are missing so i'll look up just people playing them i have to listen to the voice acting to but it each you're playing like a video kind of you're playing a a set like each stage is like that there's not a lot in between there are cutscenes in between but like the game is the music yep. so you can kind of like experience the game without playing it Alright, so I'll, I'll finally say my number one then. My number one is actually, I'm cheating and putting two games together, but it's Silent, it's, sound, silent Hill. it's Space Channel 5 <laughs> Part 1 and Space Channel 5 Part 2. The reason is because they both use the same basic song throughout the entire game, and like, one and two go together. They, they're, 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 you don't separate them really. And unfortunately, one hasn't been re-released in a long time, but they, they go together. Like, each game uses this song from, I forgot, it's someone in their Piccadilly Brass Band. It's the name of the, the group. I'd have to look it up, I forgot. But it was this one-off song that was basically clean. Like, there's no vocals to it. It's all instrumentals, and it was made, and then no one ever used it in anything. So, like, the team that made um, Space Channel 5, I think it's United Game Artists, the same people that have made Res, that have made Luminous, Meteos, recently Tetris Effect... They pick that song and they base the entire game around it. So the original game uses the original version of the th- of the song as its main theme. The second game uses a big band version of the song as its main theme. Um, both of them have like um, an electronic vibe to it. The first game is far more electronic and poppy. The second game is more big band swing style. And it um, you can, it's reflected in the game. The game's about. A character named Ulala, who is a 22-year-old reporter for Space Channel 5, which is a space station in space. I forgot where near its base. Um, it's run by Michael Jackson, who's called Space Michael. And the whole game is just about aliens showing up, making people dance, and then you basically playing Simon Says-style rhythm game against them to save the humans or whoever was captured by the aliens and continue moving forward and dancing and singing. It's a very happy, upbeat, like, poppy game, and I absolutely love it. It was a very important game to my teenage years. I bought a Dreamcast, and I wanted a Dreamcast for a long time. This was well after the system had died, but I had to find a game for it. Well, I found a game that had Michael Jackson in it, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy this game. 
So I buy that. I fell in love with that. There's been very few games where I just became so enamored with it that it was like a huge part of my identity at some point in my life. And like every song in the game is a, is a banger. Every song is good. The sound effects really lead to it. I'll pl- I'll listen to people play this. Like I'll look up like a let's play of it um, without any commentary to listen to it in the car because there's certain areas where the sound effects are important. I don't necessarily need the voices for the game though, but the sound effects really add to it. Like there's um, a guitar fight, there's a drum fight, there's a battle, the bands fight, there's a dance, like several dance offs, and they're all added by having the sound effects in there, characters talking, or um, the music can change a little bit too. the The dance moves will change if you're doing poorly as well. Like if you keep messing up and you can't keep hitting the up button, they'll switch and you'll only have to do the down button instead because they're like, oh look, you suck. We're gonna make it a little bit easier for you. So this music can change throughout the game as well. Those are going to be my favorite games is where however you play is that affects the um, the music as well. Like Zelda series is famous for that up until maybe Breath of the Wild. Everyone always wants an orchestral soundtrack to Zelda, but it would ruin it for me. Because like in Wind Waker, the more intense the battle goes, the music spikes. When you attack, the music will spike really loud. If you get hit, it will cool down a well, little that was, bit. Well, that, that started with Wind Waker, like actually having um, music sensitivity to your actions. Mm-hmm. That started with Wind Waker, and I believe they were Twilight retained. Princess had it as Twilight well. Twilight Princess had it as well. All of the... Skyward Sword, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, to an extent, Breath of the Wild did it not, not with hit recognition necessarily, but it did, like, the, the more closely you approached an enemy and this this the phases of a fight you were in with an enemy did change what mm. pattern it was like the seamlessly was, blend yeah it was very cool it's a it's another one of those grant kirkopian things that it, i don't think it was grant kirkop that started it but it, i think donkey kong country is kind of where we first started seeing instances of that but uh it's definitely a cool effect that i wish more composers took advantage of but yeah, that is that will always be my probably one of my favorite games ever as well. That's in my top top five if it's not still number one. It really depends on my mood. I top fives of like favorite games of all time. They like usually they're they're just in like a space. They're not all necessarily one right. Like one will be right right now, but then later it might be number five. It just it depends on my mood. But the top five games I have here, like music wise, those will have always been there and will probably always be in my top five. But that's it for and me. And thank you for that. <laughs> and let's go switch over to Timber. Sure. Uh, so, uh, now we now we take the thing seriously. So before I continue, I would just like to preface and say everything that didn't make it into the top five that was on my list, um, those are all still really good songs, and everything in them is still really good. This does by no means means that those were, like, less good uh, compositional pieces. It's just it exactly means that they're less good. It's this is an objective list. Well, I, I feel like a lot of the things <laughs> once once I started having to level things into like the top five, it's just to get more into did these have a personal resonance with me? Was there something about them that became significant to me for my life and for who I was at the time when I was exposed to them? So I can see that because like Silent Hill too, when I played it the first time, I cried. I cry every time I play that game, and the music does help, like happen help do that. Right. So, um, for me, I think number five was probably Kingdom Hearts Two. Uh, 
Kyo made a note saying that one song that plays when Sephiroth shows up, which is One Winged Angel, and that is a great song. However, I actually chose it because of how impactful the um, the entire Traverse Town section of that game was when I played it. Um, for me, at the time, this was a game that I played in high in school. Kingdom Hearts 2? Kingdom Hearts 2. Traverse Town. Not Trash. Uh, Twilight uh, Town? Twilight Town, sorry. I, I misspoke. Because it'll say, like, So sorry. So sorry. Um, yeah, Twilight Town, the uh, the first town of the game that you're playing through as... Uh, Roxas. Roxas, thank you. My brain is broken today. <laughs> Zemnis? Am I a nobody? Uh, <laughs> but no, the um, basically, you, you go into this and you just have this really somber um, kind of saxophone piece that's going at... While while having kind of this this uh, twinkling xylophone in the back, and there's this beautiful sunset that's coming down. And one of the things that was significant about this is the the theming of what was going on in the story, combined with the emotional impact of the song, combined with the time when I was playing it and its relevance to me, given how much I like Kingdom Hearts One. I played Kingdom Hearts One when I was younger. I thought it was an amazing game. Rented it, beat it in a week, and decided I would still buy it anyway, just so I could keep playing it despite having beaten it. I never do that with a game. Usually, rentals either died in the rental box or were something that I bought because I couldn't beat it in a single time span. This is one that I beat with the rental and said, you know what? I own it now. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2, I waited forever for. It took a really long time from Kingdom Hearts 1 for Kingdom Hearts 2 to happen. So I ended up uh, starting to hear things about it in high school, getting excited for it. And this was already starting to become kind of a, a moment in my life where things were starting to become more uh, melancholic. Uh, you know, people who I knew didn't necessarily... Um, still exist, or memories of people who were no longer still in my life, I felt like that piece and that segment of the game kind of resonated that part of uh, of what I was going through at the time. So, I think it impacted me more than normal. Um, so yeah, that's why that's even on the list at number five. And there are things that impacted me even more further along. Uh, Xenosaga Episode 1. This is a weird one. Uh, it's number 4. Um, but it's on my list because it's a game that I didn't hear anything about. It's something that was given to me by my parents when I first... Uh, when I achieved the ultimate satisfying goal of getting straight A's one year in grade school. So I was like, oh, sweet, a reward. So I took this game home. And I distinctly remember when I was putting this game into the system that the entire house smelled of paint. And I always feel like I can smell the paint fumes, like as I'm playing. What? I, I, no, I associate the smell of paint with Xenosaga. Like every time I smell paint, now I'm like, ah, Xenosaga. What a good time that was. So I go. Do you know, I have one of those like weird sensory overlaps again. Like mine, I have a weird like association with. Um, Dead Rising and the B-52s. <laughs> Just the cockroaches, or...? What? Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Cockroaches? I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I, I forgot where I am and who I'm talking to. <laughs> In Hawaii, we talk, We say, you know those huge-ass cockroaches? Yeah, the palmettos. The cockroaches, yes. Yeah. We call them B-52s in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Cockroach. Cockroach. That's amazing. Cockroach. Cockroach. So, <laughs> cockroach. But, but anyway, beyond associating um, paint, though, the music in Xenosaga was one of the first things that I noticed with the game. Like initially, I was like, "Oh, it has like these big cinematic cutscenes. The characters look a little bit doughy because it's a very unique art style that they went with for the first one, which I thought was still very. It, it still looked doughy. cool." Well, kind of. I mean, like, like the characters had like kind of puffier faces. Like it was before they really figured out how to. Chibi. A little bit. They are a little bit chibi in Xenosaga Episode One. Um, but like, you, you're so you're you're witnessing these these graphics, and through it, they're they're overlaying across a, a field where it's like, oh, we're doing this archaeological d- dig, and it's like the present day, the year two thousand, and they put like X's because they didn't want to actually tell you which years, so that you wouldn't accidentally live during that time. Um, and through it, there's this orchestral music playing in the background that's all building to a climax. The significance of this is that that song ends up, that is the the- kind of the theme of the game. And as you progress, you find it interwoven into all the other parts of the game. Like when you're on, and I can't, I, I can't for the life of me remember the name of the, the ship that you start on, but, um, that theme is playing during the big, um, gnosis, at- the, the big dramatic event that happens at that point in the game early on, the, the, the driving event that drives the heroes out. I'm trying my best not to spoil story beats because this game is still so story heavy, but, um, spoil a game that came out 20 years ago. I, I still feel like people really should play that game if they haven't. They should, they need to do an HD remaster of the trilogy. Um, but one thing that stuck out to me was after, after that breaking point, there's this segment where the character, like, wakes up out of bed, the lights, like, shoot on, and you see this blaring red light, and you hear these alarms going off because all of the, like, blast doors are closing because it's an emergency situation. So it's just, like, you hear this alarm going, wah, wah, wah. And after she wakes up, there's this song playing in the background, and this should not have been a song that was like a standout piece for me. This is a throwaway song that's just supposed to drive urgency. But something stuck with me about the fact that as soon as that turned on, um, it kicks in with this just this driving song like and it, it kind of keeps on going like this and it's kind of this a chaotic hecticness, but something about how that piece is built, in addition to interleaving that main theme into it, made it sound like, oh man, it's like life as usual, but also there's this, like, alarm happening in the music itself, and it's not like, literally an alarm, it's not like they put a siren in it, but just the way that the piece was composed, you felt every aspect of what you were supposed to be feeling in that moment purely through the music. I can listen to that song and visualize circumstances exactly like what I saw in the game without actually having it be scenes from that game just because of how potently it captures that moment. Also, it was my first exposure to deeper shades of the color of blood than I was used to at that age, so it also um, stuck with me for actually being kind of terrifying. So... I don't know. That was that's just a game's soundtrack that stuck with me. There are a lot of good pieces in it and I think a lot of people should be exposed to it. 
Moving into my number three spot. This one, I guess I don't have to say much about because it's Guitar Man again. So I pretty much said everything about you, that. Game. You said everything that there could be said. Um, it, it drives through the genres. Um, the legendary theme's amazing. Uh, Kill and I both love that song. So I guess I guess we'll move on to number two. Number two, Final Fantasy X. This game was significant to me because I think it was the first JRPG that I ever played. And really, I think so. I'm trying to think through. Like, maybe, I, I don't know, does Quest 64 count? <laughs> no. Fuck Glover. <laughs> no, that's not a JRPG. Glover is, Glover is a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Final Fantasy X was the first JRPG that I ever played. Um, obviously... Two Xanarkin uh, is such a good song. Two Xanarkin was a very good opener. Uh, that was the song that actually inspired me to take piano lessons, and it led me to, to doing so. I learned how to play that song along with a couple others from video games and also just actual music that people consider music at the time because it was weird to be like, oh yeah, I just play video game music on my instruments and that's not weird at all. I always feel weird because when I go to karaoke, there's a song in there I really like to sing, but it's very long and everyone's like, why are you playing this song? And it's, um, oh, what's the English name for it? It's Sticky Disney or Sticky Dane. Oh yeah, Suteki Dane. That's so good. That was I was actually going to mention that one because it was just so that was a, that was a very don't emotional. sing it at karaoke. It's very 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 long. It's like a seven minute long well, song, it's... and everyone's like, "This is really killing the mood tonight." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's when everyone's drunk and they're like, "Oh, let's sing Linda Linda." No, we're gonna sing well, Suteki Dane. Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't help that like. Two, like two minutes of the song is like a solo, like a violin solo in between, like verses. Yeah, it doesn't help. It it just goes nuts on the violin. Um, but that's a very good song for a very potent scene in the game. Other world is also amazing, which um, I love that song. I know a lot of people hate it, but I'm like it's so good. It fits the theme so well. Now, though. if you want it. Another world awaits you. And then there's like no, no, that. No, don't actually say the real words. There's no real words to that song. It's just grumbling. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to know the words. Bro, you run on. Well, what about what yep. about the part in there where it just like breaks out of that and you finally understand what he's saying? It's just like, go now. Hey, another sign in the sky. Go now, because you don't have a plan to do or to die. <laughs> who, who is that? That's isn't that a famous voice actor? I don't know. I have no idea who did he any of that. Sounds really familiar. I mean, he he sounds he sounds like he just had a lot of fun with the song. Whoever he is, that song basically cemented Orin as one of my favorite characters in video games. Because he's great. he's great. He's just an old guy who drinks sake and doesn't give a crap about anything. It's like stop being Is a whiny little child. Is there something wrong with his arm or no? So I bl- spoiler flags uh, are necessary. Um, so technically, as you know, Orin is not alive. I believe that yeah. he sustained what? Yeah, he's not. He's not a living thing. Have you not finished ten? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so he. Um, he sustained an arm injury as part of his death. However, there's nothing stopping him from actually using it legitimately in the so game. I think during one of his one of his overdrives, I think he actually uses. That yeah, he he like, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he just busts the the cape off. He's like, I'm taking. It's like the gloves are off, but instead of the gloves, he just takes his entire sleeve off, and he's like, okay, you're just gonna get the whole arm now. That's how. 
That's how we roll with Orin. The whole arm. The whole arm. Uh, Yeah, Final Fantasy X is just a really good good game. All the music in that is great. Brass to Chocobo, while not my favorite version of the Chocobo theme, is a very unique one and is a very fitting one for the situations where it's used. A lot of the music in that game just just stuck with me. Uh, I, I kind of told the story before the cast, but I, I don't think it, it bothers repeating that. I loved the music in that game so much when I was a kid that when my friend decided he was going to start a clan in RuneScape and get his own Angel Fire website that we would use to host this clan, um, which, by the way, was hideous. Hit, absolutely hideous. It had, like, um, the the background of it like because it was close to Christmas, we like made it an animated snow background. Like we randomly had text that was like red and blue. Like this this thing came out of the, crashing out of the nineties, um, and we were still on dial up, so we couldn't actually put the real like MP threes or full full songs in there. So the background music for this site on every page was a different song from Final Fantasy X in MIDI format because I I was just on a Final Fantasy X kick at the time. Uh, I loved the battle theme. I remember discovering something amazing with that battle theme, which is where I was playing with a MIDI editor, and I reversed that song, and it creates an amazing minor version of that battle theme. Like, um, the, the actual theme is like, like, that's kind of the general theme. Reversed, what you get is... Um, like it's like kind of happy kind of sad like it's a really weird like it sounds like it could be a song on its own just played it backwards could be a song it could be a song it definitely could be a song <laughs> it could be a song even though it's backwards like i don't One know this song there's just so much nobu yamatsu <laughs> is a fantastic composer i know that he didn't work alone on that one but he was involved in final fantasy X's soundtrack and he's uh, a god at pretty much every soundtrack that he's been involved with. He's literally maybe made a song. It <laughs> could be a song. It could, like he's it made could, things that could be a song. Yes, they could be musical <laughs> musical things that are songs. So I think I basically expounded on Final Fantasy X enough. Uh, oh, wait, no. The Gagazette fight against like, Sephiroth on the mountain, that was so freaking cool. Sephiroth? Like, I hate, not Sephiroth, Seymour. Seymour? <laughs> I'm getting my, my Final Fantasies are crossed today. He loves this game. He loves. 10, I love Ten. Sephiroth on, on top of the mountain. Best <laughs> fight. Best fight by far. Everybody's gonna be like watching this and be like, I don't remember fighting. Is that a They're secret? not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's maybe it just depends. <laughs> it just depends if Gray uploads this particular episode up or not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, on that fight where, like, they had, like... When Safer comes out of nowhere and a, yeah, like, guns Seifert. down Titus. <laughs> well, it's like a, like, there's a kind of a choir going, but also it's like a musical organ that's just going spasmode while you're in this fight that's actually way too hard because literally you can't not be underleveled when you get to him. So, yeah, that's Final Fantasy X. My number one, though, um... <laughs> Is probably going to be uh, Majora's Mask. Whoa, surprise, surprise. Whoa, no that's one, the game that you streamed on the Twitch once. No one expected this. Um, yeah, so the thing about Majora's Mask, 
The Zelda games are, uh, especially the earlier ones in the 3D series, are all very, very, very tightly bound to their music. Their soundtracks are core to those games. There's literally, like, actual key component mechanics of playing both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask that mandatorily require you to play music. Um, But I think what distinguishes Majora's Mask from Ocarina of Time is the way that um, all of the music that's in that world feels like it is just generally better at evolving with the situations and circumstances. Like the most dramatic, the most dramatic and obvious being it's day one. Uh, you're in clock town is, you know, then you get to day two and it's, and like the, there's just kind of a little bit more drive to it. Day three, it's still got that drive, but now there's also it's also being dragged so through to it. it's being dragged through the mud as this like yeah, there's just like these core these dissonant string chords in the background just adding tension. Um everything in that what game What does the day four one sound like? The day four one is just back to day one. It's a it, I mean Is it okay, you, you, if it changed yeah, or not, you, if it was like more upbeat and happy. No, you you break the game, so it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't really know what to do soundtrack-wise. Uh, unless you're asking for after you win. After you win, Yeah, it's, that's what I mean. Okay, after you win, it's just the credits theme. Like, you, you win, it's kind of okay, silent. It's silent. Yeah, so it's like, it's silent, and then you get to the credits, and it's like... Which, by the way, is a really fantastic song, and that Nintendo's really good at closing um, stuff, but especially the stuff that came out of Great Bay where they tried to, like, make this jazzy song that's supposed to be played by the the Zora band in that game. It's just like, um... It doesn't surprise me, because in general, like, Japanese people of that, like, that, that would be in the generation that made those games love jazz music. It, like, jazz music and country music were very big during, I, like, their... Like, um, growing up, like, in the 70s and 80s, even probably the 60s. I really liked the jazz, and I I mean, it captured everything that that felt good about that game. I remember, even even though I'd just beaten the game, and it felt so gratifying after fighting Majora, which also had evolutionary music, where you have the the mask fight, and you're you're listening to it, and it's like, ba-ba-ba-da-da, and you kind of have the Majora theme. And it, it, it kind of has this drifting feeling to it because Majora's floating around you. Then you get to the second version, which is where he's, it's Majora's incarnation. And it's this weird, like, running man thing with an eyeball on its head. And the music is just wacky as hell. It's like, uh, you, you just gotta listen to it because I can't, I don't think I can vocalize that one. <laughs> but then, then getting into the full Majora's Wrath where there's like these weird Japanese sounding, like, drum things i don't even know how i don't maybe they're taikos i'm not sure but they're they use it to emphasize when she rips the like retinal cords out of her face to use as whips and like just stings on that like i don't know every every instance where music was used to to punctuate a scene or an aspect of something that was happening on screen was always just so effective in that game so I think I kind of lost the train there, but you you understand where I'm coming from when well, I say trains I, are, yeah trains really don't show up in the series though in all spirit tracks though no so <laughs> I can understand how you lost it. not until very 
<laughs> Very late. <laughs> um, I think the only shortcoming of that game musically is that all of the area themes in each zone is kind of the same thing, but even then, like, they theme them, it's memorable to a degree, and it's just kind of a transition to get you to the other cool places like Ikana Castle or Stone Tower, which also had good music, or, mm. I mean, I could go on and on. That That is one of the games that I can, I have a hard time finding bad songs in. Timber, I, so I have a question to ask you about this. What did you find different about Majora's Mask to Ocarina then? Music, well, uh, well, musically, I, I did say that one of the biggest differences is that evolutionary aspect. The 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 mm. fact that the mu- there there is kind of this transition as the days go on. There's a transition as the the characters evolve, um, as areas change. It just felt more alive to me than Ocarina of Time did, where the music was good, but I felt like a lot of it was just trying to be... Like, Ocarina of Time was trying to be generic fantasy. It was very, 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 very good at being generic fantasy, but Majora was weird. It tried something new, unusual. The story was based on somebody's fever dream, and it shows. The music also captures that. And and something about just the uniqueness of of what it was trying to do helped make the music stand out more to me than Ocarina of Time's did. Even though I mean Ocarina of Time was still very good, but Majora's was more more captivating to me. Also, you know, sensory things that Ocarina stuck of Time was really safe. Yes. Um sensory things that stuck with me nice. from Majora's Mask were probably the fact that uh my first dog um came to me <laughs> wait what my, 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 oh, my first pet my first yeah i got a, i got a pet uh pet dog for christmas one year i heard you add an end to that oh that oh. word <laughs> um what do you say i thought he said d-o-n-g instead of no D-O-G. no 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 i did not get a <laughs> i did not get a pet dog that year um it was a dog um you get one later but no. What? I don't know where this is going. Um, the Look, the point is, I got a pet dog, and I associate with Majora, and also it's a good game, and the music's good, and I like that game, and it's really fun. And the music's good. Did I, get, did I say that part? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was kind of the, the overlying theme. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Of what you were talking about. Well, I, I would hope so. It is the number one song in my list. Like, the soundtrack. It's the number one song in my of your list is Majora's Mask. Yes, as a whole. Number one song. The song Majora's Mask, as performed by Celine Dion, with backing vocals from Barbra Streisand. Hey, don't even... Br- don't, real... don't bring up our favorite Pokemon, Celine Dion. I still don't understand that one clip that you have of me How do you not understand? DiCaprio. Because I... I don't... It... You, you believed that... What I said was a Pokemon, Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't believe you. I said, "Don't believe him. That's not a Pokemon." Don't believe him. DiCaprio is not a Pokemon. Sense. Why is it? Why is it so? Like, why do people watch it so many times? It's it so make sense. good. It's so good. It's the it's best. Not. Clip. It's not. It's amazing. None of my top clips are good. The other one is <laughs> "What Up, Homie," and I'm tired of it. Okay, Ken, what were yours? <laughs> so going on to my top five here, a lot of it's all over the place, honestly. <laughs> And we'll start with my number five, which is Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasm. Really? It's up that high? Yeah. Yeah. It's that high. It's number five. Really? I love the soundtrack for Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue is probably 
one of my favorite soundtracks to listen to on the car while I'm traveling. Granted, I'm on edge all the time because of how the soundtrack is for certain songs of that, but it's it's interesting nonetheless. But that's I really really like it, especially Bullet Dance and Lesson, which is um. Noel's and Jin Kitsuragi's theme, respectively. Those two soundtrack or songs are amazingly, and of course, Blooded Rebellion, which is Ragna's Ragna's um song. It's so good. The guitar on that, especially with what they do for Chrono Phantasma and Extends, which is the sequel to this. They they do a a version two. Of the song which either changes just a little bit of either the intro or the solo like with Ragna song the guitar solo is so good compared to the original one and those songs are so so good and I love the composer that does all of the blaze blue songs and he pretty much does all of artwork system songs too so I'm quite anxious to see what they're gonna do for the I believe it's called the Grand Blue. Uh, uh, um, that, Grand that, Blue that Fantasy? Weird mobile. Grand Blue Fantasy. That weird, um, fan, I guess, fantasy card game or MMO game. The or gotcha that, game? The gotcha game. The gotcha game. They're making a fighting game out of that and using Arc System Works. So I'm very interested to hear the soundtrack from that. Because all the their soundtracks are really, really good. Any Anything done by this composer. I really did like his work for the Dragon Ball Fighters also. I think I, I think a lot of fighting games have shockingly good music. One that I forgot to include on my list that was actually really good was Soul Calibur, which perhaps should have been mentioned, but like so, for some reason fighting games like Blaze Blue or or um, Street Fight Street Fighter any of those are just extremely good um, soundtracks. I guess because they have to capture so much of the character's personality in musical form to make it effective. There is something in Blaze Blue I like. I just remembered it. I like it when she says the wheel of fate is turning, and then instead of level, she says rebel. Yeah, I, I like that part. Of rebel. The That's the part I remember. <laughs> rebel one. Rebel one. Action. I like it because it's like Distortion really really bad finish. English. Yeah, but yeah, I guess continuing on to my number four, which is Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Snake Eater. And it's mostly because of that <laughs> that wonderful song, that wonderful song. But no, the entire all kidding aside, the the boss battles and the ends, the ends, um, not the end, the bosses fights, fight theme or battle theme was mm-hmm. simply amazing. And the intro for the the title screen for Snake Eater is so good too. It just gives you that tactical feel of what to you're gonna expect with this game. And when you're going through it, obviously it's it's pretty much silent because of you're going through the jungle and it's taking ambient feel. But just the little bit of music that you do get from the game is so amazing. And of course, I just love love yelling out "Snake Eater." <laughs> Snake Eater. Best song to belt out at karaoke anywhere. I mean, Snake Eater, the song is actually a, a full song. Yeah. Yep. 
The full song. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, continuing on up to number three is another fighting game. It is actually Street Fighter 2. I am picking original Street Fighter 2. Not the Super Turbo Hyper Extends HD Collectors Fighter Remix 2.5. None of that. Just Vanilla 2. Yeah, just hearing Guile's theme. Oh my god, that just brings me back. When I, when I was a kid, I used to go to the arcade and play Street Fighter 2 all the time because where I used to live, some rinky-dink shopping mall would always have it, and I would always try to play Street Fighter 2. And every single time, I tried to learn how to do a fireball. I could never do it. I could oh, never yeah. do it. It's like fireball, Hadouken, Hadouken. I can't. I can't do the dragon punch either. Sure, you can. Yoga flame. But yoga flame and spinning butt kick. But yeah, <laughs> getting back to the point. The the songs because I couldn't do any of the moves. I had to win by just punching them to death. And that took a long time, obviously. So just me listening to this song just bring me back to when I was a kid. Mm. Actually, just hearing Guile's theme song, Ken's theme song, Ryu's theme song, and trying to get up to Vega and try to be not clawed to death by him. It was It's so good. This just brings me back to my childhood and I love every single song, pretty much every single song, except, well, of course, not the Game Over song cause, or the Continue oh. song because I need to input a quarter email. <laughs> I, I will also append to this just because you're, you talked about going to the arcade that I think one of my favorite things with, with music and games is when you're when you're somewhere in public like that and especially when it's like a song that you, or like a sound that you can only hear when you accomplish something great in the game like there's something really satisfying about that loud as hell arcade counter just suddenly blaring like this theme that you can only hear on a victory screen and just being like yeah i did that look world look you idiots in the mall stop buying clothes i beat i I beat guile you know whatever you were doing it's just like Exactly, exactly. Just to be like, ah, I finally finished it. I finally finally beat Vega or beat Balrog or beat M. Bison and got to the ending theme. Never did that, but... (laughs) (laughs) That never happened, but... Never did that. (laughs) I imagine everyone would have been impressed. (laughs) Yes, and I would have been like, Mother, look at me now. I am the man with... With the, the red headband. That, that was, I did a thing. Now, where's my ice cream? I think, I, I, I think that was me with Metal Slug. I, I distinctly remember being very excited beating that in an arcade cabinet. But, yeah. Continuing on to number two. This is actually a fairly recent addition because it's, it's a game that kind of took over my life for like a good year now as we're getting up on it and it's a bang dream girl band party it's pretty much the rhythm gotcha game if you are a frequent listener of the podcast you should know that this game just took hold of my life and my wallet and took me for a freaking ride the songs on here have no right to be this good and the fact of the matter that most of the seiyus can play the songs 
on these tracks amazes the hell out of me instantaneously because you know with the difference if we're going to go into idol territory and say you territory just a little bit here sorry timber this is going to be a little boring but with seiyus particularly they're considered as idols at this point if you don't know what an idol is you're listening to a wrong podcast but if you're coming over from potasaurus an idol pretty much in the japanese music sense is little girls pretty much dancing around they're like manufactured pop stars, but like the expectation is for that to be the thing. There's very few pop stars that are um, like idols that are like naturally found or like like some of the Nico Nico ones are like I guess the closest mm. you could have are ones that are not like like they're not. I don't want to use the word groomed. That sounds really weird, but they're like their talents identified at a young age, and then they're like put onto that track. Like p- these people know they're yep. going to be in the spotlight at some point when they're children. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what say you is you're just going around, you're dancing. And, you know, the huge trend of, like, Idol Master and Love Live and things like that, the huge boom of of manufacturing say you is to become singing idols and using that as a skill has been such the trend lately that Bushira, the company that made Bang Dream, decided to make a, their own twist on it and have, like, these seiyus play instruments so they have all these things where all the seiyus have to play instruments for most of the songs and just going i just came back from a live recently because they have a live viewing a couple days ago for one of the the bands and it just reminded me that you know these songs are really really good and you're playing these it's a rhythm game song so obviously it's going to have original content too but you know their covers are also amazing they do a lot of anime covers and things like that but you know bang dream for me has become something really special and it kind of has to be because it took like i want to say close to three to four hundred dollars of my life right now haven't i haven't it's not as bad as i thought it would be because once review starlight comes out how much did you expect like, what was your, like, like oh, it's going to be this much at least, like, a thousand? Yeah, I honestly thought I was going to blow a thousand. Knowing my obsession craze, and when Review Starlight comes out, I'm pretty sure I'm going to spend a lot of that. It's I was the battle my, RPG. Um, I was told from my Japanese friend that, like, otakus expect to spend about 300 to $400 on a mobile game when it comes out if it's something they like. That's just, like, mm. the standard. Some of them even just put that amount of money in right away. That way, that's all they can mm. spend. Yeah, and another thing is too. It's not just because of the the mobile game. I'm talking overall into the franchise, so like mm. all the CDs, all the Blu-rays and stuff like that that I bought too. I almost dropped six grand on a bass guitar because they have a special ESP model for one of the bass guitars, <laughs> and I I was like super freaking tempted to drop six grand on an ESP, and it's a custom-made ESP though, but. Uh, oh my god it's it, it's it's a beautiful guitar <laughs> but nonetheless bang dream is an amazing game if you guys do like the the bands they play all sorts of like genres too not just rock or metal or they do pop rock also they do like happy go lucky pop there's like all these di- different genres from all the bands that they focus on and it's fairly interesting to see here several takes of um how they do covers also but as we go on to 
number one here. This isn't really a surprise if you've been listening to Potosaurus or this podcast as of late. And it's Final Fantasy XIV. And fourteen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> even like even uh, without seeing your list, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's it was it, it was really difficult for me to choose this because I was on the ropes, really on the ropes to put Dissidia on it because I really do like Final Fantasy's music overall. Dissidia would be way but, too cheap though. Well, yeah, Dissidia would have been <laughs> a little bit too cheap. It would it, it would either have been 14 Dissidia or 8 to be perfectly honest. But spending a lot of time and within 14 it just i i love all the tracks like even the battle music even the the music that you're just doing the downtime with when you're going to place to place especially in garnelia the the starting area for like the forest people over there through like archers and and white mages and stuff the the waiting area for that is so good it is so good, and I don't buy too many soundtracks or game OTS-related soundtracks, but I bought the piano version for 14, and it is amazing. The 14 piano versions for these soundtracks are so, so good, and I love it all so much that, you know, 14's album sales is amazing. If, if you are a follower of our my podcast here the the soundtracks that place on the oricon which is the the top 10 list of every week for japan every single time 14 has an album it tops and those albums aren't ex- cheap either they're like close to 90 dollars but comes on like a four disc set <laughs> Ooh. wait how much say 90 or yeah, about ninety, about ninety to a hundred, give or take. Is it just because of how and many like, songs so- there were that it's that expensive, or is there like, did they trim it with gold? Like, what did they do? <laughs> it's it's a little bit of both because sometimes they come with a collector's edition, like DVD or like Blu-ray of like the makings, and they go behind the okay. scenes. But most of it is because it's a four-disc set, and like one of the discs, it's only just battle songs, and it's like maybe a thirty-second song, if that. <laughs> oh no. Do, do they at least loop but, it like, or is it just like nah here, here's, nope. <laughs> here's the, the 30 second thing that, that makes the battle themes yeah pretty much it's a 30 second thing and then it goes right to the next 30 second thing <laughs> but you know 14 means so much to me and I really can't wait for you guys to start playing it and I want to hear your guys yeah, I saw I saw it. the prime uh the little prime thing for it. I feel like until I've actually finished my trial, I shouldn't use that because, like, I'm not. I feel like it's a waste. I'm wasting money if I don't make it to the end of the trial first. But, but yeah, it's good to hear that that you like it, and I do want to get back into it because I don't think I gave it a fair shake yet. Yeah, like I said, but the. When you you should actually just redeem it because the exp boost that you get from it is it's quite nice. Is there a specific server I should go to because before I invest too much in the character I'm on? There is an area uh, in my yeah. Discord server where 
We're trying to figure this out. Okay, cool. I'll check it out. Please, please go to my Discord server because we know you don't. That's the opposite. That is the opposite <laughs> of Okami's recommendation on a regular basis. Don't go to my Discord. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll try to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, why <laughs> specifically? Right now. I, I see that you have it tagged here: uh, the duty and piano mix. Um, why those specifically? So the duty mix and the piano mix are amazing, by the way. So the ex- the the thrill of excitement that you get for doing the the I guess the quests. It the duties are like short quests and like the dungeons that you have to do. It's what Final Fantasy fourteen calls it anyway. It's an interesting take of like being in an actual quest and the the thrills of the songs actually go up and down depending on what quest you do but it's something very very interesting and as i mentioned before the piano mixes are really good because they re they redid the piano mix for all the starting areas and just hearing how the pianist did the mix for these songs are so so good it took me out to be like this is a very soothing thing and that's specifically why i loved 14 just hearing the piano version was the the sole ticket of why i loved 14 so much and eight to a point while listening to piano squall stuff was a good thing there if you guys don't know who piano squall is he he was a guy that that cosplayed well, well, for other people that might not know. Oh, so I, thought, like, I know who he is. Like, I've, I've <laughs> been in the same area as him. I went to the same convention where I saw him, where I met him. He's a, a specific cosplayer that cosplays as the main character from Final Fantasy VIII, and he is particularly known for doing a lot of piano Final Fantasy covers. And, you know, not knowing how to play piano myself, it's such an interesting thing just to hear how people take tracks and put it as a piano melody so to speak or composition and i find that just so amazing it's so soothing that you know even like the more upbeat and more fright tense heavy songs can be turned into a soothing melody from the piano all of the uh all of the final fantasy piano collections that are out there are very very well done um i i actually some of the pieces I learned on piano came straight out of those piano collections, which was not good because I spent like a year trying to learn One Winged Angel piano collection version, which is a very difficult song to play. But still, um, I think it adds it adds character to to the piece and and it adds an extra layer because where one one version of the song you're listening to in the game, you know, it's just the strings like holding a note and it's like ba 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 and piano it's like because the piano keys can't like they don't carry for very long you can't get away with just being like i'm just gonna hold this chord like you need to have like you need to fill it in there Sorry, sorry, uh, fans of uh, <laughs> F Zero out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. 
like they 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 have to fill for it, and because of that, it tends to be much more elaborate on piano and uh, more beautiful. But with that, I guess uh, we should wrap up here. <laughs> I just started getting really hungry. Sorry, like once like I finish my whole rant, like my stomach started grumbling. I'm like, oh crap! I'm like been trying to look around. Do I have any food that's near me I can eat that's quiet? <laughs> You and need I'm to like, find. All I have is chocolate. Oh no! What what is the quiet rating of chocolate in the food world? <laughs> is does this make a um, lot of noise when consumed? Oh no! All I had was Reese's. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! The liquors are coming. Oh god! <laughs> I'm having Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> but yeah, you know, this is a very special collaboration that we have done with our affiliates i would like to thank the both of you very much you know taking time of your day mostly because we don't film or not film record on this day and i thank you both because i really do enjoy doing the other podcast with you and i'm very happy to bring you guys on as this podcast is my guest thank you for having us thank you for having us on the kion gaku to you yeah the kion daku to you kilmer I don't know. I don't know. That was quite the gaft. Please. But yeah, um, where can we find you guys? Uh, Let's start with you, Timber. If you are interested in experiencing more of me for some reason, you can go to youtube.com slash TimberTaft, where you will find reviews, top tens, and parody slash covers of video game and sometimes anime music. Um, That has been on a bit of a long hiatus. However, there is still several years worth of content there that you can come through. I'm sure that you'll find something. You can also find me on twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, where I stream presently Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Saturdays might change because there's been a lot of scheduling conflicts lately. But uh, you can find me there at 9 p.m. Eastern, where I will play uh, Dark Souls 2 right now. Is re- so in rotation, Dark Souls 2, uh, Octopath Traveler, and Lush is all the Ocarina of Time randomizer. So if any of that sounds fun to you, Check me out there. Also, twitter.com slash TimberTaft if you want to see my tweets. And there is a Discord somewhere in there. Just find the link. Be just, uh, just shoot me a message somewhere. I'll give it to you. And where can we find you, Kyo? My name is Lou, also known as Kyoryu Hunter. K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. I, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, sometimes uh, Twitter at Koksai Kyoryu. But if you search for Kyoryu Hunter, you'll find it. I also do a podcast about video games and random things like what were you playing this past week or what were you doing? Those are common questions. But it's called Potasaurus. It's available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And it's the three people that are on here. That's that's who's on it. One time we had another person, but uh, it's, it, it's basically the same thing. Um, but usually on Twitch, I play a lot of horror games like Resident Evil, Silent Hill, and Resident Evil. This past week we did play Resident Evil and also Silent Hill. So hopefully next week we'll get to the other game. But that's usually where you'll find me, 9 p.m. Japan Standard Time. And how about you, Ken? Where can they find you? You guys can find us. Not find me. I'm not talking about us. <laughs> you can find me at Ongakadu, the name of the podcast here. And you can find it on Twitter and Instagram. You can find it on the site, ongakadu.com, where we always break the somewhat latest news of the Japanese music industry. And possibly anime stuff. I don't know. I really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me personally at OTYKen1. You can find my other two co-hosts, usually Gray and Luna, at NerdyCollectorLuna. 
and and Ongaku Gray. But yeah, you know, like I said again, thank you very much, the both of you, for taking time out of your day. I know it's always very, very difficult with it. <laughs> Not a problem. No, no problem. Mm. I appreciate you having us on. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I need I need to go see you guys very very personally fairly soon. Well, I'm gonna see you, Kyo. You'll see me before Timber. Uh, I haven't even met Timber. Yeah, we have to we have yeah. to we have to have a meet. We have to have like KyoCon or Timber Kyo. Timber KyoCon. Anytime after August. Anytime after Kyo- August. Yes. Aren't we doing KyoCon in in Seattle where the no, blockbuster is? Flip. It's in Oregon, and that's where the last blockbuster is, and that's where we're doing KyoCon. <laughs> You've heard it now. Oh God! Um, Take your plane tickets now. But yeah, you know, thank you guys so much for listening to this very special episode of Ongaku Nuyu. I know we ran long, but we always run long with these special episodes. I want to thank you guys very special much. Special episodes only. <laughs> yeah, it's only special episodes we go long. We went we went on a four hour podcast one time, and editing was. God shoot you. But yeah. This, one, this one's almost three and a, or two and a half, almost two forty, so it's not too fun. bad. It's Don't forget the bad. forty minutes but that yeah. were before. <laughs> Shut up, Timber. Shut up. I'm hungry. Shut but yeah. up. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys very much. You guys take care and have a great day. Aloha. Thank you. Goodbye. Konnichiwa. You said hello. <laughs>